Pickaxe. Uh, howdy, everyone. Welcome to DNR. Uh, let's go around the table and introduce ourselves. I'm Jason. I'm the Dungeon Master. Uh, go around the table. Let's start with Brian. Hey, folks. My name is Brian, and I play Rikus, the Mole Ruin Priest. And Danielle. Hey, guys. I am Danielle. I play Trixie, the Drow Rogue. And Eric. Hey, I'm Eric Tyson Spindler something. Uh, I play uh, Galford, no more luck. Uh, and James. Hi, I'm James. I play Dagon Arkenscape, the Eladrin Scion. And Alana. Hello, my name's Alana. I play an elf named Braneth. Um, Let's see here. Uh, the last time we sat down to play, uh, the party split up a bit. And uh, Baranath and Vallis headed to Whitehedge to deliver some bad news, while the rest of the party kind of stayed in Brightport, and uh, they're, they're getting ready for this big meet with the other houses. Let's pick up really early the next morning. <clears throat> We're talking like crack of dawn. Uh, and let's start in Brightport. Uh, so I imagine you guys got some sleep. You, 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 it's, 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 this would be your third day in the house, technically. Uh, once again, David uh, and the staff have prepared a nice breakfast. Like it's 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 kind of a banquet. Like every morning, these these guys take care of your every needs. Everything's <laughs> it's cr- Christmas every morning. It's it's just a really nice way to start your day every single day. Now, uh, before we get started formally, is there anything you guys want to do or say to each other or or anything before I advance the story? Um, are we going to be chatting with David upstairs before? We move on, or or what's up? Um, this will this will be Galford's a thing. Alfred's still ba- still basically downstairs, um, in Thermax, former Thermax office, just going through his stuff con- constantly. Okay, so, so that's, I, that's I went kind upstairs. Of I grabbed some, thing. yeah, I grabbed some bacon and some Sunny D, and went back downstairs. <laughs> sunny D. <laughs> I prefer purple stuff. That's just me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't be racist. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Um, it's grape drink. Um, so, uh, so yeah, this is a, this is a thing where he's, he, he obviously has something he wants to talk about. There's, there's a situation brewing. So he's kind of waiting for the entire group to gather. Um, uh, so if you're going to come upstairs and grab something to eat, then, and he's going to want to speak to everyone who's there, obviously, except for Braneth and Vallis. Um, if you all have a moment, we have a bit of a situation. The word is out and... Uh, it would appear that both Silverclaw and Hammerhand know that Thermak is no longer in charge of House Darkspain. Uh, they've requested a an informal gathering for later today. I'm feeling ready. I, I think that I think we need the sooner we meet with them, the better. Uh, we'll we'll steadily start losing our advantage the longer we wait. Now, this would have no bearing on trade negotiations or or anything to do with the structure of the city. This is just, I think this is more of a meet and greet situation. I was going to say, uh, you said that they know Theramax not in power. Do they know what happened to him or do they know he's just not in power anymore? I'm guessing that's why they called the meeting. They, they, they're not fond of surprises as you can imagine. Well, luckily just, we, we don't have to kind of cultivate any type of story for them. You know, what has happened here in the way that it's transpired is probably going to be the way we're going to tell them. Uh, the second bit of this news is they would like to hold the meeting here. Whoa. You know, David, there's one thing we really need to know. And I'm concerned about the uh, the fact that Theramax seemed to have 
I mean, he had his fingers in many pies, but uh, we fought that squad of, of non-sentient warforged, and he obviously, I mean, we, we know now that him and Carter and the war in the East were linked. Do any of the other two houses in Brightport, do we know anything about, do they have any other ties to Overwatch and to what's happening in the East? Or was Theramac, from what we can gather, the only one that was dabbling in, in Eastern politics? That would be pure speculation on my part. I, I honestly wouldn't know any of the inner workings of either of the other two houses, but the nature of their agreement seems to indicate that it was just Thermac and Carter. Okay. We need to find out more information about that as time goes on. I can look into that. I'm looking into a few other things for you, but uh, I'm still waiting on word from Dern Hollow. Um, that'll probably be a few days, but I don't see why there'd be a reason. We, we wouldn't get a fresh batch of initiates. Like, you could tell he was he was going to say the word slaves, and then he kind of looks at Rikus and uh, initiates, like, just kind of corrects himself on the fly. Interns? <laughs> <laughs> um, while you're all speaking, <clears throat> there's, uh, there's, there's four uh, servants walking by. Each one of them are holding one half of a split pig, and they're kind of holding it in this, this burlap cradle they've created for it, and they're walking towards the basement with it. So I take it you're starting to set up for this meeting here? Oh, uh, no, that's for the dragon. Oh, I see. Okay. It looked delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I like bacon. I just, assu- I just assumed it was like a you know, candied ham. I didn't realize it was just a raw, you know, like... No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought split pig was like the name of the recipe. <laughs> no, no, no. That was literally a split pig, like down oh, the middle. Okay. Like, right, is just well, maybe we should pig. serve them something different than raw pig. <laughs> Um, Those little fancy sandwiches. I'll look at David and just go. uh, Is there any reason that we should be nervous about them coming? Do is do you, in your opinion, is there anything that we should expect from them? Just judging from past history of dealing with them, is there anything that we should prepare for in the off chance it would happen? Whoa! I mean, have we even agreed to holding the meeting here? That is a humongous risk on our part. I mean, how many other times in the history of Brightport have the other houses been invited beyond their walls? What well, What would you like to do? We're trying to make a good first impression, and not and being open to them is probably not the top thing that we should be doing. Well, just, yeah, displaying all of our weaknesses to them and the uh, uh, you know the numbers of our manpower and you know. Might not be the best thing to do. Uh, Who says if, we're going to give them a full tour of the house? They're just coming to meet with us, and we can. It, they're coming into our house, and we can control the situation. David, what you, do you recommend if if they will not negotiate a neutral spot for the meeting? I mean, considering it, they have forced our hand into having it later today. Where in the house could we have it that would allow us the most? I don't want to say deception, but uh, you know, give us the best front for them. Well, honestly, we can hold it in the parlor. There's no reason why we couldn't hold a, a small gathering there. Um, there's no reason why they would need a tour of the house. Uh, it's happened before. Members of houses have been invited into a, a neutral meeting, or uh, there, there have been meetings here in, in House Darkspain, although it was years ago, but it, it's happened. Okay. It's a shame that the elf is not back and the door isn't finished. It'd be nice to hold that meeting in the dragon's quarters. But the parlor it is. Um, David, is there any chance we can get, I don't know, like uh, kind of an RSVP kind of thing where we know how many people are coming? Because while we 
could probably be accommodating for any amount of people. Having 50 people from each house come is probably going to be a little bit much. Do you know if it's just going to be like the hierarchy of both houses coming or if it's going to be one person and then a handful of like bodyguards or something like that? My conversations with the stewards of both houses led me to believe that it was only going to be Ulanda and Norhorn, the leaders of Silverclaw and Hammerhand. Um, they may bring a couple of bodyguards, but there's no reason why they can't stand outside. Um, I'll look over at Galford and just say, while I agree that we should be a little bit uncomfortable with just letting them come in, if we at least post us or at least a few of the uh, people that we have around the house at certain areas to just kind of Make sure they don't go wandering off um, by themselves. I, I, I feel confident in the fact that if, as long as the numbers aren't drastic, that we should be comfortable enough to ha- host them here at the house. Well, if if David is sure that it's only going to be the leaders of the other two houses, that's exactly who we need to be speaking to. And if this is a small informal meeting only in, in the parlor, we can work this to our advantage. So why don't we start uh, making the parlor more hospitable for our incoming guests. Uh, Trixie, Dagon, would that be okay with you? That seems fine. I don't like the fact that our house is not in order yet. Is there any way that we can have it anywhere else, or do we have to have it here? It would be a sign of good faith to have it here. Um, That's what was requested. We can hold it somewhere else, if you'd like. A local tavern, perhaps. But I think mostly they want to investigate what happened here. So are you going to walk them through the broken part of our house? Let them them see the damage we caused, or are we going to walk them around the back in hopes that they don't realize we destroyed the front of this building just to get in? Well, to be fair, most of the front of the building was already destroyed. I mean, I'll look over at Trixie and just say, I, I, I think we all kind of feel a little, you know, naked with the idea of letting them roam through the house freely and tour through it freely, but I would feel a little bit more skeptical if we go into a neutral area that maybe while it's neutral, we might not know what's around and the surroundings. This way we, if they have other agendas that they want to accomplish, we, we don't have to worry about them trying to jump attack us or anything like that. And, and as long as we're with them, they see what we see. Okay. I can agree with that. Well, I think a show of good faith is probably advantageous. This, there's going to be quite a few revelations at this meeting. So, uh, the more informal it is, the more direct it is with the leader, leaders of the other houses, the, the, probably the quicker we can get our, our point across. And uh, we need to let them know that, you know, it's not the house that's been destroyed. It, it's been Thermac that's been destroyed, and there's good reasons why. And, uh, you know, welcome, wel- welcoming them into the, into the parlor, even if it is a small party, I think we can work that to our advantage. So then you'd like me to set up the meeting for later this afternoon? Yes, please. All right. Everyone else? Right on it. That's fine. I always get uncomfortable whenever Rikas uses the word naked. <laughs> Plus 10 intimidate. Yeah, because I always feel like he is naked when he says it. He's like, hey, I at least put on pants this morning. <laughs> I'm drinking um, my Sunny D out of a big, like, you know, chalice or like a, you know, big flagon. It says pimp, it says pimp on the side. <laughs> um, so you guys got your breakfast. Everything's, everything's pretty much set up for later this afternoon. Um, <clears throat> Uh, is there anything anyone wants to do before I move over to White Hedge? Okay, I, I'm going to head back downstairs because Galford's just pouring over Thermax's journals, and I'm going to look for some more information about the uh, uh, the other two leaders of the houses while I'm down there. And 
uh, Galford seems to be, you know, he comes upstairs, does a few things, and he heads back downstairs and hits the books. Uh, there's a lot of information that that Theramax left in these, uh, you know, on these shelves and the books in the library. Um, Rikus is just going to go kind of like get his gear and stuff on, um, go up to whatever room he's in, get his gear and stuff on, and kind of just walk around the grounds, maybe talk to a few of the brainless uh, patrons that we've hired to stand around and look like they're guarding the place. <laughs> yeah, those guys are just barely doing their job. It's it's very, like, yeah, they're they're standing there. They're they look intimidating, and that's pretty much it. That's the range of their reliability right now. Like, if How's there's it a going, fight, Bob. Uh, yeah, I, there's a couple of useful guys out there, but uh, a lot of them are pretty much just drunks that you you hired to kind of stand up and 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 make it look like you guys are kind of repping for a house um so okay galford has pretty much been pouring over these books since since he found them right basically yeah okay so what we're gonna do is uh every once in a while you're gonna stumble across a little nugget and i'm gonna go ahead and share that with you um and right now it looks like uh it, it it looks like the the last communication that it, it, they they had monthly communications with each other it seemed that uh, Theramek would uh, interact with Carter through letters and they would send each other something back and forth um, and it's been a little bit since they communicated but it's it's it hasn't been an extraneously long time but that's 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 the last thing that you found out through these journals okay I'm gonna yeah Dagon's heading downstairs to uh, he's gonna follow Galford down. All right, I'm just basically reading. I'm not even going to look up. I'm just reading, reading journals, pouring over stuff. Um, so Dagon's going to just approach him and be like, um, "So, do you think we're ready for this? This this meeting seems pretty important." I'm not even really looking up or sort of acknowledging him, and uh, we have all the information and resources, or, you know, that we can we can get for now. Um, we have a pretty good position. I mean, I'm confident that we can at least placate them today, you know, for, for the transition period. Hmm. Right. Look, I, I know what you're doing here. I know that you're attempting to manipulate the other party members here. I'm not entirely sure what you're up to, but just so you know, if you try that on me, it's not going to work. And, it's going to end very badly for you. <sighs> All right. Okay, I can see that you're considerably more perceptive than the other people in this house. I'm kind of pointing upstairs. So I'm going to level with you. Um, and all I can say right now is, is I really need to have a front row seat for whenever there's some type of big world changing events. Hmm. You know, I've traveled with a lot of other groups of adventurers in my time. Uh, this particular group, this particular collection of misfits we have here has accomplished more in the few short weeks we've been together than like I've seen in a hundred years. You know, some other powers are at work here and some other something else is at play. So I need, really need to be around for whatever's going to happen next. So between you and me, this group has a certain a certain quality, certain people that can help me with, you know, my problems. <laughs> yes. So, here's what I gather. What you're saying is that either you're being controlled by someone, or you've made a deal that's gone very bad, and you think that they'll either help you fix it, or you can manipulate them some way into fixing it. 
The Lantern have known have owned gnomes like you before, and you're not as deceptive as you think. <laughs> well, I've met Eladrin like you before, and they were just as arrogant and condescending. <sighs> so, at hearing this, Dagon, he just gets instantly angry, and his eyes just start glowing this like pale blue, and uh, he he's lunging at at Galford now for even mentioning an Eladrin. And the fact that he's mentioned that he's seen one. Uh, and he's picking up Gal- Galford by the neck. And uh, and he yells at him. He says, where? Where have you met other Eladrin? When? Now, am I am I rolling anything here? Or am I... Uh, I mean, I'm just basically kicking my feet. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> well, if you're... Are you trying to escape? Uh, I mean, okay. I'm, I'm moderately... Moderately struggling. So, okay. I can, um, so, 50... Uh, 60 so, let's years do ago. this. Okay. Let me go. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just going to try and roll a, uh, what do we got here? Maybe a athletics or a, uh, acrobatics, something like that. Maybe athletics. Athletics. Okay. So D 20 plus three, 14. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I'm still getting choked. So I'm still telling him though, like it was 50 years ago or 60 years ago. I'm in a ladron. So what does this roll get him? I think you're still choking me. <laughs> <laughs> Um. So I'm. Uh, I'm gonna drop, or Dagon's gonna drop Galford, and 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 he's gonna gather himself, and his eyes look back to normal, and he uh, he'll he'll almost look ashamed, but also, you know, just sort of darting his eyes around, playing that through his head. Um, he's not sure what to think of that. Okay, well, I'm picking myself up off the floor, and uh, obviously I'm not too pleased that I got uh, kind of chokeslammed into the bookcase, but, um, all right, uh, well, it seems like I struck a nerve there, eh? You know, come to think of it, it's pretty rare to meet an Aladdin these days, and, you know, you're the first one I've seen in a long time, so where did the rest of them go? I've, I've been looking for them. Look, I need to find them, and that that's all you need to know. All right. Okay. The last one I saw was on a transport in the east 50, 60 years ago. I don't remember where we were exactly. I, I was wearing a, a cloak with a jeweled, uh, like a brooch on it that I recovered during some other fruitless adventure. And this hooded man grabbed me and wanted to know where I got it. Uh, he pulled back his hood. He was obviously in Eladrin. He ripped the brooch right off my cloak and jumped out of the transport. When I realized what he was, I, I chased after him, thinking that he might be able to help me with my my problems. Uh, he pushed me down, just tossed me in the dirt, and uh, went on his way. So, I mean, considering this guy's attitude, I, if you want to find a ladder, and I'll, I'll bet he's still alive. Well, you can help me find him. <sighs> okay, the others in this group are just, they're so young and naive, and I just, I find them infuriating. But... It seems like the the two of us are at least getting a little closer to what we're looking for by by following them by staying with this group. So I have a proposition that you know maybe we assist each other a little bit on a but we'll keep our individual quests or individual problems between us. So what do you say? So while you guys are speaking here, um, you remember how there's kind of secret passages and and, and <laughs> oh, you know. No bookshelves that switch around and all kinds of stuff. So this little panel out of the wall kind of slides, uh, kind of makes that grindy stone on stone sound and kind of slides to the left. 
<clears throat> and uh, Gratic comes stumbling out of it. And he's just kind of like coated in spider webs and, and dirt and just <laughs> just coughing the entire just like ah just just brushing himself off. <laughs> you know, you could at least get an inspector in here. You got a real spider problem. Am <laughs> <laughs> uh, I interrupting something between you two? No. I I was just leaving. Dagon Wade. Uh, Gratic here is... Uh, you know Gratic. He, he's helping House Darksbane with some business developments that, uh, that the others don't need to know about. Uh, I believe he can also help find your, uh, your Aladrin fellow that I spoke of. Uh, you recognize that he's an asset, even if the others don't, right? I do. All right. So I'm going to tell Galford basically the story of the Aladrin guy that I ran into Gratic. and, um, and uh, you know, try and let him know that Gratic or that uh, Dagon's trying to find him and that it would be advantageous to, you know, kind of between one gnome to another, it'd be advantageous for us to help out the Eladrin. So, and Dagon, you can hear this. Like I'm not whispering in his ear. You can hear me kind of <laughs> trying to negotiate something. Um, Dagon's going to, approach Craddock and uh, kneel down to his level and look him right in the eyes. Uh, if you provide me with some actual useful information, I I will do all I can to ensure that your standing in this house becomes a little more permanent. And I'll even guarantee your safety while you're in my presence. Do you agree? Hmm. You know, I am in a bit of trouble right now, and I could use some protection. I'm going to say yeah. Here's the thing. I, thought... hmm. I kind of got to make a trip out west pretty soon. Like, next uh, two, three days. Probably be for like a week and a half, two weeks tops, something like that. These elves, get this, this is so great. These elves come into my shop last night drop a sack full of money on me to go fix some big robot thing, something. I don't know. I told him I'd take a look at it. Thousands. Thousands of gold. Can you believe it? Anyway, uh, heat's kind of bad in Brightport right now. I figured I'd let things cool off and take a trip west. Heading out uh, heading out near Odessi anyway. I could take a look around uh, see if anybody knows anything. I would appreciate that. Uh, and he sticks his little hand out to to shake you. Not you, but your hand. <laughs> <laughs> Gretic has amazing strength, and he's just going. To... And he will shake you. <laughs> Galford has, or Gretic has Parkinson's. <laughs> oh. Um, Dagon will extend his hand to shake and say, uh, "Do not cross me, gnome." Uh, Galford already knows the consequences of what would happen. Uh, be mindful. Uh, Gratic kind of shifts his eyesight over to uh, Galford real quick. And I'm just kind, kind of, of, I'm widening my eyes and sort of like kind of nodding without, you know, nodding my chin like, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, fair enough. No problem. Any, any shakes on it. Could Gratic. you do me a favor while I'm gone? I need you to keep an eye on Tessia. Uh, 
she's upset. Uh, our lives are in mortal danger, blah, blah, blah. Uh, just if you can keep an eye on her, make sure no one murders her while I'm away. It would be a, it would be a real help. Absolutely. We, um, she could even move into the house if she needs to. Uh, yeah, we, we can do I'm that. I'm not welcome in the house, though, but, but Tessie is welcome in the house. That's, uh, of course. That's a little insulting. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to try not to be hurt. You've Craddock. got a reputation, Craddock. Craddock, don't push your luck. I mean, her, her son is here, and he's a rather large tiefling, so your arrangement is improving by the day here. So I think Dagon's been, um, uh, you know, most gracious in uh, offering you some protection. And I'm still kind of like, wink, wink, yeah, 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 just go with it. Uh, okay. Oh, uh, before I forget, uh, your friend, uh, uh, Baby Talk. Have you ever heard of a group uh, called the Collectors? Uh, can I do a history check? Sure. Okay. Maybe I have. <laughs> Eight. I have don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> M- Morgan Morgan Freeman might know them. <laughs> Maybe I do, or does it matter at this point? Um. Well. Uh. Yeah. You go ahead. Uh, you can roll a history check too. Go ahead. Fifteen. Oh, you probably will then. You have to roll really low not to. Uh, oh, you know all. Yes. Okay. So, um, Dagon knows that the col- uh, the collectors are. Um, it's it's this this huge network of people, and it's this real underground society. They exist in uh, a lot of the major cities. Um, what they do is they collect dead bodies and perform experiments on them. Um, uh, they specifically enjoy uh, collecting uh, rarer types of corpses. So you find a dead razor claw shifter who was a zombie in the city. Holy shit score. Like that's a big deal. So um, yeah, that's, that's, that's what they're into. Um, so Dagon would have known all about this. And okay. so just, yes, would have been your answer. I take back the no then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I have pretty good reason to believe that they took your friend. And I don't have any ties in that community. I, I, I have no idea what where they'd be hanging out. And I don't know if you'd want to go find them if I did. I can keep digging if you want, but it may be best that she's just gone and they're gone and we don't have anything to do with them. You think they're going to pose any threat to us, or are they just going to, you know, make a fantastic museum with their specimens? Well, I mean, they do all kinds of stuff with bodies. I don't really know what they'd want with her, but, uh, I mean, she was a zombie when you killed her, right? Yeah, that's true. So, eh, I mean, maybe they just wanted to see what they could do with a dead body. Hmm. Well, you know, keep the feelers out there. If you hear anything about... You know, any sideshows involving razor claw zombie shifters, uh, maybe let us know and we'll put it back on our radar. But as much as I'd like her to have a uh, <laughs> a proper burial, you know, we've got a lot of things on our plate right now. And, and Graddock's going to be helping Dagon. He's going to be a busy man. Uh, yeah, no problem. I'll uh, I'll keep my ear to the ground. And Dagon, oh, Dagon, uh, Graddock's going to start motioning towards the steps. Like he's going to start trying to go out the, fr- like he's going to go out the front door. Like he's just <laughs> motioning, like he's going to walk back up the basement steps. Okay, I'm stopping. I'm Graddock, Graddock, uh, 
okay, the, the meeting with the other houses is going to be later today, and they're coming here. And uh, Rikus and Trixie are still upstairs, and they're not as... My, wait, 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 wait. Olanda's coming here. Yeah, she's coming here. Mike. And he just kind of like scuttles back into the, the passage and just <laughs> like disappears back Wait, into the dark. I'm like, Gratic, one last thing. One uh, last thing. If, if you hear anything else about the other two houses having any involvement with the Overwatch, uh, let me know right away. Let me know right away. Other than uh, that, you might not want to be here when Yolanda gets here. Uh, Ulanda, she's not a she's not a temp for sprint. She's Yolanda would be more. Oh, Yolanda? No, it's Ulanda. Ulanda. Okay. Ulanda. It's a little more exotic. I know people named Ulanda. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> I mean, Yolanda is sounds. Yolanda is like, another one. That's y- the- <laughs> Yolanda Shaniqua. It's yeah. It's- I picture someone with really long press-on fingernails. Yeah. <laughs> what you doing? I'm like, no, oh, that's not. Um, so, can she please talk like that, anyways? <laughs> <laughs> you need new voices, buddy. <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> um. Uh, so yeah, Craddock's just gonna nod his head and then disappear back down that corridor. Um. How's about we check in in uh, near Whitehedge? Uh, Alanda, you sounded far away there for a while. I'm here. There we go. Okay. <clears throat> So, um, Baranath and Valis just kind of made camp, uh, near that little knoll, uh, that little bit of knoll territory. Like, after they got done that fight, they're both pretty beat up. They're both, uh, both pretty trounced. So, they, they just, they just kind of made camp and, and rested there for the night. They, they only got a little bit, uh, they only got a little bit more to go before they're in Whitehedge, but they just figured, you know what, let's just cut our losses for the evening and, and camp out. Um, uh, the next day, though, Krakadon, they're up, and in, 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 now you guys got some light on your side, uh, Valis is kind of scrounging around the camp looking for anything that would have been useful. Yeah, I definitely want to loot. Okay. That's something we didn't get to do at the end of last year. Yeah. So, um, uh, these gnolls pretty much lived off the land, but they did have a great collection of, uh, Travelers' belongings. It looks like they've been they've been at this for a while, where they'll just attack someone on the road and just skin them alive and bring them back. That's another thing you're finding. Um, it appears what they do after they they dry skin and stretch it and stuff, they'll they'll stitch it together and make things out of it. Ew. So you're finding you're finding like uh, makeshift tents made of human skin and <laughs> like really fucked up stuff. Like this is. Oh. <laughs> Please tell me I didn't sleep in that tent. No, 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 no. This okay. like you have your. <laughs> I need a bath. I really, really need a bath. Nothing insulates like human skin, though. I'm telling you, it would have been the warmest, comfiest night of sleep you've ever had. Oh. Uh, no, no, no. You guys got your own gear, and that's. But yeah, that is definitely. It may not have been the best night of sleep you've ever had. I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, so yeah, there's there's chests of stuff. There's 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 little clutches of of belongings kind of all over the camp scattered. All right, let me add it. Uh, one of the things Valis finds uh, in this chest, and he kind of motions you over, like not a word spoken, just oh, you're gonna want to see this. Come here. Mm. Um, lying in the chest is a bunch of used kind of like rusty weapons, things like that, like daggers and blades and things. And then 
kind of sitting on top of it, it really stands out, is this pearl white bow that definitely appears to be elven in nature. Like it's got these uh, these like crystalline light blue carvings all all in it, like this gorgeous etched thing. And it doesn't appear to have like a bowstring or anything like that. And he's just kind of pointing down towards it. Okay. Um. Oh God, I really wanted a bow. Um. I'm gonna I'm gonna go and just uh, have a closer look and run my fingers over the etchings. And um, I have understand languages. Is there anything like are the etchings? Is anything written on it? Or um, it's not it's not a language or anything. It's just more uh, patterns. Like, oh, it's more okay. like these these swirling patterns. It almost looks like uh, like waves. Like, the, oh, okay. like the, like it flares out on both ends. Like it's this big longbow, and it kind of flares out on both ends. It looks like uh, like two tidal waves, like on either side. And as soon as you touch this thing, a bowstring made of water materializes. Oh my goodness! Okay, so, um, okay, so I have a bow, and and it's made of, the, the string's made of water strings made of water but it's it's solid like when you when you like run your hand over it and touch it like as soon as you touch the bowstring like an arrow made of water materializes (gasps) instantly it doesn't use actual arrows it you it materializes its own oh okay um i'm i'm gonna pick up this bow and i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm going to try. Can I try like shooting it just like, sure. at, like a bush or something? Um, sure. I have a bow. What would I do? Just ranged basic? Ranged attack? basic attack against like the nearest bush. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, this is really cool. I was going to say, I hope you, you crit the bush. Or bush. That's what she said. Womp, 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 womp. I unmuted just for that. Yeah, yeah, I figured you would. <laughs> I'm disappointed I didn't think of that. Oh, goodness. This is really cool. Oh, my uh, goodness. So you draw this thing back, and it's effortless. Like, it just feels like it was made for you. And you let this bu- uh, the, this arrow loose, and it kind of goes wide. It misses the bush, but it looks awesome doing it. And the arrow just kind of like plunks into the ground, and it it like it's this it, it's 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 liquid, but it's ultra sharp. It just penetrates the ground, and then after a couple of seconds, it just kind of like turns into regular water and splash like it just water. So uh, I don't. Was... So I don't actually need arrows for this. Like nope. it materializes it makes its own. Oh, <gasps> this is so sexy. Uh, Phallus is like you may want to get a little more practice with that. Yeah, yes. Oh, okay, yeah. I'll work on my aim. I'm going to do a little girly squee. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what? Oh, so, no, no, we're, we were here um, to kind of get back our, our yes. stuff, right? Like our, so did we find that stuff? Um, you do find that stuff. That is in another chest, uh, which is just packed to the brim with uh, with different herbs. Uh, a lot of which would come right here from Whitehaven, basically. Uh, it's uh, just stuff that you can't get a little further up north. Okay, so from Whitehedge. Uh, yeah, mostly like the surrounding area, that kind of stuff. Okay, all right. <clears throat> okay, so mission accomplished. We got our stuff. Uh, you do got your stuff. Um, do you want to continue to Whitehedge now? Um, okay, I've looted everything I can loot. Yep. 
Um, uh, yeah, so, um, I'm going to look at Valis and say, hey, can you help me with this trunk? And uh, I guess we'll bring it back to our wagon. Hopefully our wagon hasn't been, like, jacked. Oh, no, no, no. Like, he would have pulled the wagon a little closer to... Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, this would have been... You can't just leave that on the road. Yeah. I don't think there's anything else to do, so I guess we might as well go. Okay. Uh, Valis is going to help you load that up. And how's about we advance time a little bit? <clears throat> and uh, we could do the meeting of the uh, houses here in, in Brightport. How's that sound, guys? All right. Cool. All right. Um... <clears throat> The the I'm I'm imagining you are all pretty much ready for this. You're you're gathered in the 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 parlor type of area, that living room type of space. And you got you guys have decorated a little bit. Like you've you've kind of made the house your own. I mean, it's not uh, it's not as creepy and 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 awful. Like there's still painting and there's a lot of construction going on, especially in the downstairs area. That's the thing uh, we told the decorator is not creepy. Not creepy. Okay. Yeah. That's, when he asked, what theme are you guys going for? Not yeah. ram's heads all over and, and waterbeds filled with blood. <laughs> <laughs> Something in a knoll. We would like human skin. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, the, the first to arrive from the other houses, uh, th- there's a knock on the door. Uh, would you like the the servants to answer for you? Or would you, uh, is this something more personal? You guys want to do it yourselves? I wouldn't mind answering the door. Okay. Okay. So Trixie's going to go ahead and answer the door. Um, this stout dwarf, uh, big, big black beard, uh, is standing there, and he's kind of flanked by uh, a couple of humans. Uh, and he looks up. Ah, Drow. I didn't expect that. And he kind of sticks his hand out toward you. Norhorn Hammerhand. I reach my hand out and say Trixie and just shake his hand. I take it you're the one running the show now. Not necessarily. Would you like to come in? Sure. He's going to stroll in. You want my men to wait outside or stay in here? We would like your men to stay outside. You can bring in one if you'd like. That's quite all right. I don't need them. He kind of waves them away and they're going to go they're going to go stand outside. Uh, not an ounce of fear in this guy for you guys. He does not give a shit. Like he kind of, he he definitely he's one of those. He's a dwarf, so dwarfs tend to think they can beat up everyone in the goddamn world. So that's you know. Um. Uh. So he, so he walks are we in. All, and, are we all? I would imagine the you're all present. Okay. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, and he's looking. He's looking around the place, just kind of eyeballing everything. That's uh, not as creepy as I remember. I'd like to roll a history check on him just to see if I can remember any great exploits he's had. Sure. 20. 20. Um, uh, this guy isn't famous uh, beyond Brightport, really. Uh, he's never been in any famous battles. He's never... Uh, the, the, the history books don't sing songs about him, anything like that. Uh, he's more just... Uh, he has a reputation for being honorable. And that's kind of the hammerhand thing. That's that's the entire point. In a city of thieves, these guys are the guys who will protect you and do it honestly. Um, so that's that's pretty much all you know about him, though. He, no no famous exploits. No, just kind of uh, plunking away. Him and his dad. His dad started the house, and then he took over uh, not so long ago. 
and uh, uh, his dad's name was Grufgar. And he took over not that long ago, and he's just doing the same thing his dad was. Cool. I take it he's type of the type of person that, you know, he's kind of wearing his personality right out there that we're not going to necessarily need a perception check on him or anything, right? It's like Yeah, Hammerhand's not the type of house. What Like, David would have briefed you on the houses, and yeah. Hammerhand's definitely the house that we're coming to murder you. That's what the, the, you'll get a letter in the mail. It's like, oh, we're coming to murder you tomorrow at five. <laughs> so make some time and just pencil us in and we'll be there. They're, they're <laughs> we'll be there totally, to kill you. Yes, they're not sneaking in. They're not, they will beat down your door and kill you all if that's what, that's what they were trying to do. And if not for the laws of Brightport, they probably would have done that to both houses already. So, yeah, uh, there is that law that says you can't make an open act of aggression against any other house. Uh, that's, yeah, or local businesses, things like that. It's there, there are rules in place. They're just loosely obeyed. There are more guidelines. Right, more guidelines, right. Okay, uh, is uh, Trixie leading him into the parlor, or where are we going from Yeah, there? it's pretty much off the front door, like you guys are there. So you can see this little guy, like, uh, scoping out your situation. So which one of you am I speaking to? Who's who's running this? Who has the dragon? So I'll stand up and uh, and just say, Norn Hammerhands, welcome to House Dragon Keep. Uh, I see you've met uh, Trixie, and uh, I'd also like to introduce another member of the house. This is Rikus. And I'll motion towards Rikus. My name is Galford Gardres, and uh, I find myself in a new situation here, which we're going to be talking about today. Um, so he, he kind of shakes your hand. A mule! Well, I guess you need something lifted. Uh, you're moving, decorating, things like that. That makes perfect sense. I'll uh, just kind of walk up to him and uh, uh, just grab his hand without even saying anything and just start shaking it and look at him and go, you really know how to make first impressions, don't you? Um, uh, I'm imagining you're, you're giving him a little squeeze while you're shaking the hand. Yeah. Kind of like, uh, he, uh, the, like, I'm really strong too. squeeze. Um, give me an athletics check. Excellent. I like athletics checks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I break his hand in half. 14. I gently shake his hand. <laughs> you tickle his uh, palm. <laughs> so he can, he can feel, he can feel you're giving him a bit of a squeeze. Uh, and he's going to do the same thing right back. Oh shit! He rolled a twenty-seven. <laughs> um, he's going to he's he's going to feel you. Oh okay, and just like start squeezing your hand right back. So there's kind of a mutual like, just kind of a mutual show of strength. Like he's a, he's a tough little fuck. That's the that's the, the dwarves are <laughs> dwarves are tough. Man. Okay, I'm I'm going to see the uh, <laughs> this type of exchange going on and just say you know. Norrin, can we offer you a, a flag and a veil, some refreshments, something? Uh, this is an interesting, you know, a very interesting turn of events for Brightport. So, uh, you know, why don't we make ourselves comfortable? Uh, it's Norhorn, and sure, I'd be happy to. You have ale? Uh, I believe we do. I'm going to kind of look over at, at David and be kind of like, do we have ale? <laughs> yeah, he just nods his head. Yep. He right. would have known. I mean, the guy's a dwarf. Like, that's kind of what they, it's kind of what they do. So. Yeah. They got the house stocked with liquor. And, um, so uh, and I'll look over at Rikus and be like, Rikus, why don't you have a drink as well? This handshake is still going on. Yeah. This this, this is this is going on way too long. <laughs> it's, it's Carl Weathers and Arnold Schwarzenegger from Predator. Yeah. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. 
that splam, and it's just like forearms in the shot. That's all it is. Oh uh, god! I'll I'll break the handshake. As do I need to roll something to break no, the handshake? No, 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 or, okay, no, no, no. that's I'll just break the he- handshake and just kind of uh, nod, I guess, accordingly, and walk towards where the ale is. Uh, he does the same thing. He breaks it and just kind of like, all right, like he, like he, it's a, like a mutual respect thing. It's like, okay, all right, I like this guy. Uh, and, and David's serving up ale, and, and he's there. Uh, there's another. They 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 have like roasted boar and stuff all set up. They they got this nice little spread. Now, normally it would be like a cheese and crackers type of thing, but this is these these are the heads of these houses, so you're trying to make a good first impression. Your food budget, by the way, in this house must be extravagant. <laughs> Where is Dagon during this? And how do how do Elad- Eladrin feel about dwarves? Eladrin, history-wise, I don't know personally how Dagon's going to feel, but history-wise, Eladrin looked down on all races who aren't Eladrin. Uh, uh, even even elves. Elves are like hillbillies. Elves are like the unrefined cousins of, of the Eladrin. Uh, dwarves are mucky dirt dwellers who who scrabble around in caves and, you know, gnomes are like half-breeds. So they cut, like, Eladrin feel about gnomes the same way we feel about dogs. Like, it's like, oh boy, come like, it's, you love your dog, but it's a dog. Like, it, you know, I mean, I'm just saying, like that's how they, they're lesser than you. But it's like, oh, come here, boy, that kind of thing. <laughs> like dogs are cats. <laughs> D- Dagon's not like he's not going to go out of his way to 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 get to know anybody. He's not necessarily going to be condescending or nasty to anyone. I mean, he's been on his own for almost a hundred years, and he's you know not very social, and he's known pretty great loss. So. I mean, he, he kind of, he can't afford really to write people off like that, but he's not right. going to come up and introduce himself. He's just going to sort of nod his head and, and, and just say welcome to, to house dragons keep. Now, so I'll say, you know, I'll be like, well, where is, where is my manners as well? Uh, uh, another one of our compatriots, Dagon, uh, this is Norhorn Hammerhands. Um, he's going to look at Dagon and his eyes are going to go wide. That's an Aladrin. Yes. Where have you been? (laughs) Um, That's not really any of your business, I don't think. But thanks for noticing. Sorry, I haven't seen one of your kind in decades, so I was just curious. I see. Well, for all intents and purposes, I'm probably the only one you will ever see. And let's just leave it at that. Again, welcome Fair to enough. the house. Thank you. So, who am I talking to today? Who's who's running this? All all of us, I suppose. Um, we we traveled as a group of equals and uh, fell into control of this house uh, by standing together. So, we'll we'll speak together. But I suppose I could answer a lot of your questions. I've been going through a lot of the former owner's uh, documentation, I guess, about how things happened here uh, before we took control. And I'm, um, I'm flashing my eyes over at Rikus, kind of like seeing if Rikus is going to be like, don't talk to me. <laughs> like, don't talk to him. Um, uh, there's a knock at the door. Uh, who's going to answer this? I'll go get it again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll stand up too and kind of follow Trixie. I like Trixie's how Trixie's the cordial one. 
Yeah, it's just like I got this. Don't well, that's why I stood up too. I well, I'm to I'm more or less like I'm skeptical. I want to see everyone as they walk through the door before they have a chance to see anyone else. I don't want to be blindsided. I'm I'm standing up because Hammerhand's a racist. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a dwarf. Yeah, he's kind of racist. He's. But the thing about dwarves is they wear their racism right on their skin. Like they don't. Like they're not sneaky about it. They're just like, ah, you're an idiot. You know, you're 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 a mule. You know, I mean, you're you're dumb. That's what you you lift things. That's <laughs> they're a, Scottish. Like that's yeah, like yeah, kind of Scottish. <laughs> they're vaguely Scottish. Roddy, Roddy Piper. Yeah. yeah it's, ah, you know, you're inferior. I don't have to tell this guy, right? And he'll like elbow. He's like, ah, he knows. Like they, they're that kind of racist. Where it's a fun racism. It's. <laughs> If it's, it's not dwarven, it's crap. <laughs> Here well, first, folks. Jason Massey supports fun racism. Well, okay, it's fun in that, okay, Carter's a racist, but he's into genocide. Dwarves are racist, but they're just like, ah, you're inferior, whatever. Like, they're not trying to wipe you off the face of the earth. They're just, they just look down on you. I mean, they'll still work with you. They just, eh. Well, if you earned his respect, he'd probably be okay. If you slammed down a bunch yeah. of drinks and, like, told a great story, he'd be like, you're yeah, all right, so... Yeah, but then you'd be one of the good ones. That's what they would call you. Yeah, it wouldn't change his mind about mules or mole. Like it would just be like, ah, you're one of the good ones. You're 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 a credit to your race, son. Like that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Paul. <laughs> Some awful fifty shit someone would say. <laughs> like, <laughs> you just need to get drunk together, and then yeah. Oh yeah, that's 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 that would be great. Um. Uh, standing at the door this time is this uh, this this pretty tall uh, uh, drow woman, uh, and and she's got uh, long white hair and just just really pale skin, um, and coal black eyes, just just no pupil, just black, um, and uh, she's kind of standing there uh, and definitely not expecting a drow to open the door, <laughs> uh, and uh, she's kind of taken aback by that. <clears throat> I wasn't expecting another drow. Neither was I, but you're welcome to come in. Uh, she reaches out uh, her hand to shake it, to shake yours. I shake hers back and nod. Um, and she kind of gives this acknowledging, like, all right, okay, this might not be so bad. Um, again, she's got two, uh, uh, two, how can I describe these guys? Sleazy might be the best way, just... Lots of layers. It looks like they have weapons tucked in every orifice and layer of their body. Like, it looks like they would have poisons and daggers and all kinds of awful things all over them. Um, should my men wait outside? If you could please ask them to wait outside. We're not having anyone but the heads of the households inside right now. Not a problem. I'll have them mingle with the others. And she Thank waves you. them away. Very, very dismissive. Who exactly is running this? Who, who am I speaking to today? There's no one person running it. We we work as a group. So, okay, at this point, both of these individuals look incredibly confused by that. Because uh, in Brightport, there is one person in charge. There's one person that holds the dragon, and that's it. It's it's a hierarchy. It's... it's it, it. So you're going to have to pit... The, both of them are just looking at you like confused dogs right now. Like, tilting their head like, I, I don't understand. What are, you, what are you saying? What are you saying to me? You're saying... You're saying English, but I, I don't know. I mean, the I, way I see it, our whole party is not here, so we can't choose one person to run the household until we are all here to make that decision. Uh, who are we missing? I just look over at Rikus. 
Um, I'll walk up and extend my hand uh, and say, my name is Rikus. Um, we are actually, we had just started. Uh, we have food in the parlor. Uh, Norhorn is already here. And uh, I know you probably sound, you sound a little confused. You looked a little confused. Um, but I'm sure once we get done talking in the parlor, uh, a lot of things are going to get cleared up for you. Um, at this point, they both acknowledge each other's presence in the most you like when two bitter exes meet each other at a social function <laughs> and they have to be like just Ulanda Norhorn. <laughs> just very, very like cordial, right on the brink of a fist fight, right? Right on the brink. Um uh, dwelves dwelves. Uh, dwarves and drow don't tend to get along anyway, because what drow what drow do is live underground. What dwarves do is dig underground. So It'll happen often where they'll be digging and digging and then they'll just pop into, let's say, a drow settlement or city. And the way dwarves are, it's like, oh, well, this is all mine now. We dug here, so it's mine, right? And then the drow pretty much escaped underground to not be a part of anything that's going on in the surface world. So it's bad enough they live with monsters. They live with horrible subterranean beasts all the time. And then it's... it. You you basically have people digging in on top of that. It's like oh Jesus Christ! Now we have to now we have to deal with this. They're they're more or less interested in how this came to be, uh, and of the two, Ulanda is much less cordial, uh, like much less the, bordering on uh, insensitive or curt. Just just just. So can we get this on with and? get on with our day. I have some things to do. I just want to roll a perception check just on her in general. Okay. That's cool. Sure. Uh, 11. She has hair. She's a drow. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's for well, sure. My, my rolls aren't helping here. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I mean, to you, she looks pretty standard drow. Um, kind of tall, slender, uh, real pale skin. Um, uh, I mean, nothing. Nothing really stands out about her. Not than eleven. Okay. No scars. No weaknesses. I don't know. Okay. No special like pendants or things you could tell me with an eleven. No. <laughs> 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 um. Okay. So I take it I've still got the gold dragon, right? Oh yeah. That's. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So I'm just gonna say, well, welcome to House Dragon Keep. Thank you, you both for coming. And then I'll just, you know, slowly pull out the gold dragon and just, you know, set it on the table in front of me. Um, Norhorn's going to start laughing at you real quick. Just, just like big guffaw, like, just like big dwarven guffaw. Oh, you got stones, boy. I'll tell you that. You're just whipping out the dragon in front of Ulanda here. Uh, Well, Ulanda's just going to cut him a look like you fucker. Just. (laughs) <laughs> basically calling her a thief which she is but I mean you know so I'll just say it's it, that is funny that you say that Norhorn because at, at one point our group you know had a brush with this gold dragon but I don't think we ever imagined that we would be in possession of it so I take it that the two of you want to know what has happened to Thermac and the former house Darkspain um uh uh, Ulana's just gonna like just stare at the dragon for a few seconds. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, 
Dagon, you want to roll a perception check for me, please? Sure. 22. Okay. Um, it looks very much to you like this woman is counting all the ways she could try and murder everyone in this room and take that dragon. Um, but for whatever reason, uh, maybe just because this is an informal gathering or whatever, she's just uh, she's just kind of like standing there. But you can see like her muscles tense a bit when Galford kind of just places it down in front of it. It's like, here's that thing you wanted and just puts it right in front of her. <laughs> on a coffee table like it's a goddamn like like it's just a conversation piece uh, Dagon's gonna tell Galford to put the dragon away I don't trust this woman I'll say Dagon I'm, I'm sure it's alright but if it'll make you feel better why don't you hang on to it I think we've all already displayed that our group is in control of the house and I'll just you know pick it up and I'll hand it over to Dagon okay I'll tuck it away um Ulanda watches you put it away and so I watch her watching me put it away. <laughs> so do you want to tell us how you came in possession of all of this and she's waving around to the house? Well, I have one question actually for the two of you is what were your impressions of Theramac? What was your relationship with Theramac before this all happened? They both pipe up in unison and say he was scum. And then they just both look at each other, just sneer, just, uh... Uh, then I'm sure you're going to be happy to hear that he is deceased. Very much so. And, uh, our group is responsible for that. And, uh, it's going to benefit Brightport, I think, very much. The four of you killed Theramac? Yes, we did. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Um... What had happened to us, and I'm going to look around at Rikus and, and Trixie just to see that if it's that, that they're wanting me to continue telling our story or if they have any other kind of concerns before we get started. I'll just give uh, Galford a nod. Okay. Like, uh, assuring nod, like, go on. Mm-hmm. All right. What had happened to us is we were a group of adventurers, uh, and we... Fell afoul of House Darksbane, as so many groups of adventurers I'm sure have over the years or within the walls of this city. And uh, instead of instead of ending our lives, Thermac he sent us to Anakal. And I'm sure the two of you know what happens to prisoners in Anakal. Uh, he hated us very much for what uh, we were responsible for. And uh, you can probably remember back a little while that House Darksbane was damaged. There was a battle. There was a dragon. Uh, we were in the city during that time, and that was how we drew his ire was during that turn of events. But Ulana's going to pipe up. Wait, you were the group we sent in? Yes, I guess since... Since you mentioned that, um, we were contracted to penetrate House Darksbane and try and remove the gold dragon. Uh, I you think were most paid, naively, correct? We were paid very well, Ulanda. Then the way I see it, you owe me a gold dragon. Well, the original arrangement didn't... Basically, the the terms of our original arrangements never came to fruition. And right now, we're in control of the house and the gold dragon. So 
please let me finish our story because there's more at stake here for Brightport than just power struggles between the houses. May I continue? Uh, she nods her head, but you can see her jaws like clenched. Like she's she's like pissed. She's pissed. That's the only way to put that. <laughs> All right. Since we're being uh, being open here, yes, we were contracted to remove the gold dragon from House Darkspain, and it's it went poorly. We were naive, and while powerful, as you can see, we it, it went poorly, and Brightport suffered for it, and we drew the wrath of Thermac, and he packed us up and he sent us to on a call. And uh, we fought in the slave arenas there and were nearly tortured and starved, saw many people die. It, it, it's not particularly excellent living conditions for a new group of adventurers trying to make their way in this world. But our small little story didn't end there because, as I'm sure the two of you have probably seen, Thermac was steadily heading down the road to a terrible madness. Uh, can any of you speak to that? Uh, Norhorn kind of pipes up. I haven't spoken to him in years. I know some of what he was doing in the city. Pretty recluse towards the end. Yes, he... His lust for power and, and uh, you know, arcane magics for control of the city uh, was making him even more of a recluse. Uh, basically, House Darkspain had become very top-heavy. He was grabbing all of the power for himself, the knowledge for himself, uh, making deals and contracts that would have large ramifications. Uh, but I, I, we believe, and I've read a number of his journals now, that he was he was descending into some type of, of, of violent madness because what he did was he traveled to on a call to, uh, to punish us for the great insult of, of uh, breaking into his house and causing so much damage. So, and at this point we were still a, a small group of adventurers. Now he, he cast some type of horrendous spell on, on a call. Um, how much do the two of you know about that city? Uh, Ulanda pipes up. I know it was a place Gratic sent people. I'm guessing that's what he did with you. That's correct. She kind of gives this, hmm, like, like, good, like, just kind of a, kind of just that that sound is like, huh, like that thing. <laughs> um, so I'll look over at Norhorn and be like, Norhorn, are you familiar with uh, with On a Call? How many people lived there? What what the economics of the city was like? No, I've never been. I know of it. All right. It's a slave city, and right now they're all dead. Every citizen, every, every uh, you know, higher, higher person on the, uh, of the slave masters, every one of the slaves, hundreds, maybe thousands of people are right now all dead because of Thermac. But they're not dead. Essentially, he went there to punish us for, for infiltrating his house, cast some sort of spell so that we would suffer greatly, and in the process, transformed every living person in the city into ghouls. A highly contagious and uh, terrible affliction, uh, destroying and eating the flesh of others, and it, it spread with such rapidity that the entire city fell overnight. Um, both of them look really concerned. 
Uh, Norhorn kind of pipes up. You understand we don't know you, and I have no reason to trust you. Is there any proof at all that you can give us? Well, we did have, unfortunately, one of our party did was afflicted with the disease and, uh, and died of it, transformed into a ghoul, and, and we had to... Uh, we had to kill her ourselves. Um, her body was in this house, but has since been since been stolen. We believe by a group called the Collectors. That would provide some proof. Um, however, you can imagine, you know, what an, uh, what a, a plague like this would do to a city like Brightport. Something that spread that quickly. Uh, you can imagine what it would do to this city. We don't have a whole lot of time in the sense that when we escaped on a call, fighting our way through the, the city, uh, we managed to get over the walls. The city is a walled city in the, in the desert, um, but it is only a matter of time before this, this plague and this uh, herd of ghouls escapes the walled city. And this is the largest po- other population center in, in the eastern, in the, in the continent. So... We hope to find and provide you with some more proof, but in the meantime, you must believe me that this horde could be heading for Brightport. Let's say that we believe you. What do you expect us to do about it? Well, essentially, the agreement between the three houses is a power struggle, but it's it's held up for so long now, and Brightport has prospered. Uh, economically, the three houses do well, there is less bloodshed, and there's a delicate balance. And we believe that that needs to remain. Um, certainly, I'm sure the two of you could would, could attempt to destroy us, and then the struggle would continue. And the two remaining houses, I don't see any love lost between the two of you. That, that Brightport doesn't need any more infighting. But what Brightport could do is... First off, protect itself from a uh, an army of ghouls that could wipe us out overnight. And secondly, Brightport could expand. If we are able to take back that city in the east, and by me I mean the houses temporarily united under some type of agreement, could take back this desert city, destroy all remnants of this horrible disease and the monsters there within we would now control the second potentially largest trade hub in the eastern continents. There is an empty city there full of riches once it has been, uh, I guess once the pests have been exterminated, I should say. That would provide you with the proof. It would give you some, uh, hopefully some confidence in our intentions for maintaining the integrity of the three house system. It would eliminate the threat, and it could, you know, double the uh, the strength of all three houses. It's a humongous undertaking, but why not, you know, take the fight to this uh, this plague until it before it ends up on our doorstep, essentially. Um, both of them appear to be thinking about this, <clears throat> and Ulanda chimes in. I see one problem with your plan. Who exactly are you bringing to the fight? I'm looking around and all I see are servants. Well, 
what you're looking at is you're looking at a group of adventurers that that killed Thermak and all of his most powerful mages in open battle. And you're also looking at the house that controls the white dragon. Uh, and by controls, I mean it is it is loyal to this house and its abilities are available to us in defense or offense. I would have thought you've murdered that too. So you intend to bring this dragon with us in battle? I think the logistics of the, the military strategy we're going to have to work out, but we don't have as much time. If we can come to an agreement that the three houses would form some type of a alliance in order to protect us from the ghoul threat and then take back and hold the desert city that would be a wonderful starting point uh, if the dragon if it needs to be some type of an offensive uh, advantage we can discuss that however I can assure you that while we may appear to be small and in transition that the group of adventurers in this room are quite powerful I would have to discuss this with my men, but if what you're saying is true, then it is a threat, and we do need to suss this out. Um, I'll uh, I'll speak up a little bit and just kind of look at both of them, uh, and and just say, to put it simply, we you don't have any reason not to trust us. We we don't have our own private agenda. We we don't have anything that we're trying to accomplish against you. We just want to make sure everything is right again. And and we want to clean up uh, what Thermac left. So you, you don't have any reason not to trust us. And I feel like uh, once we take care of this, we can help Brightport in the long run and help rebuild Brightport and make it even a more thriving city. Uh... <laughs> Norhorn's going to speak up. How many people do you say were in this city? From what I can gather, there there may have been thousands. And you said all of them were turned into ghouls? All of them, minus the ones that we destroyed ourselves single-handedly through battle and fire. Baronar's beard. How do we expect to combat that kind of number? Well, I think with the strength of Hammerhand and... <laughs> the cunning of Silver Claw and some of our skills and abilities we can come up with some type of a plan the city like I say is a walled city which could give us a advantage if the ghouls have not escaped yet if they have and are marching towards us uh, the plague will spread much quicker but if they are still contained within the city we may be able to have a more uh, surgical removal of the problem I'll have to speak with my people about this, but I... If what you say is true, then this is a real problem. And I also want you to imagine what would happen in the East after the threat is eliminated. The the structure of Brightport and the strength of the houses would double. There would be a walled city in the desert, a gigantic trade hub, controlled once again by the balance of the three houses... It would be advantageous for for us to to have two strongholds in the east. 
And I know this transition is uh, <laughs> it's very strange to not see Thermak within the walls of these houses, but his insanity and, and lust for power were going to destroy more population centers than just on a call. So it's lucky that we've fallen into this position. Uh, is going to speak up. When would you plan on making such an attack? Well, as soon as we can. The sooner that we can develop a plan and, and raise a force, uh, I, I don't believe that we'll need a, a tremendous amount of numbers to do this, but more uh, more strategy and speed. Um, while there isn't a way for us to demonstrate our abilities in this room, uh, having us on your side will uh, uh, will help both of your houses. Give me the day to think it over. I can meet with you here again tomorrow if you wish Rikus Trixie Dagon Thermax Blight needs to be wiped completely from this continent uh, do you agree that we need to rescue on a call to correct uh, the the horrible atrocity that he committed um, Rikus will speak up and just Again, kind of look, scan the entire room while he's talking and just say, I, I hold the principle that if I'm a part of something that goes wrong, that I need to be the one that fixes it. Onacol may not have been our fault directly, but that was a city before we got there, and it deserves to be a city again. Uh, I feel like as long as we all can work together, it will end up not only being the purpose of accomplishing uh, rebuilding Odakal, but it will also build trust among all of us. Um, Ulan is going to look to Trixie. And you can vouch for everything this gnome is saying? That is correct. All right, then. I'll meet back here tomorrow, and we'll go over a plan. There is the matter of one other thing that troubles us about Thermak's regime. Before you leave... I wanted to tell you the specifics of his death. Uh, Thermak was attempting to ascend to some other type of uh, magical plane. Uh, he was into arcane blood magic and, and terrible necromantic abilities. And he was gathering his power in order to transform himself into some, uh, you know, horrendous creature, which I'm sure many innocents would have suffered with his new powers we literally stumbled stumbled upon his coming out party in this house he was attempting to complete his transformation while we came back for our revenge after uh, escaping on a call that was how the battle happened with Thermak in in the room in the basement uh, that contains our uh, our dragon defense now I, I I don't think any of you are a stranger to what is happening in the east with the overwatch uh, both of them just shake their heads like acknowledging like yeah what about it yeah it hasn't affected us very much uh, on this side of the continent and I always I, I put it down as some type of a brush war that you know they would work out their differences over there that it was no threat um, when we fought Thermak he unleashed a, a grouping of, of non-sentient warforged fighters that were Obviously, there was no doubt that he acquired these from the Overwatch. Um, both of them look tremendously concerned at that. Uh, Norhorn speaks up. 
Do you have any proof on this? This I most definitely have proof. And if you want uh, some assurance that I'm telling the truth and are most concerned for the well-being of Brightport and our three houses, Thermac's personal journals detail an intimate relationship with King Zanon Carter. That Thermac's plans for seizing power and Carter's ambition and genocide in the East uh, were linked. And there was no doubt that eventually... Carter's military aggression was going to reach Brightport. Right now, where we sit, we could have an army of ghouls marching across the desert to wipe us out, and the plannings of a mad king to send in a warforged army to capture this particular trade hub. The next coming weeks and months are very important for the entire continent and while it's hard to believe that a small group of adventurers has been hurtled directly into these events we need to act now for our our own betterment and for every living soul on this continent could we see these journals trixie Brigus, would you allow me to show the proof I'm going to kind of grimace a little bit and kind of give him a look, give Galford a look like, uh, is there something else we could show them? We don't have any Warforged that we killed in the basement somewhere. Actually, yeah. Do we have remains of the Warforged as yeah. well? Yep. They're still cleaning up. I would, rather, I would rather show the remains of the Warforged than give away books that they could, I mean, possibly use against us. I'm not saying this out loud, like, Right, no, just, yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> I don't trust these I'll, assholes. <laughs> I don't trust I'll, you guys. We're just going to show you some pieces of metal and pretend like they weren't ours. So I'll excuse, I'll excuse myself from the table and kind of walk downstairs and grab scraps and stuff and then bring it back and just, if there's a, I think there's, if there's a spot open on the table, I'll just kind of t- gently toss the uh, scraps and stuff on the table. And just yeah, be like, so there's your proof. Yeah, oh. this would be like you're lugging up a torso or something. Like you're you're tossing junk on the table. Like that's that's kind of all the proof they would need in terms of. You you said they're warforged. Well, here's one. Like th- yeah. th- this is a big deal. <clears throat> um. Yeah, this is this is a huge deal. So both of them are just kind of staring at each other, like, ah, shit, this isn't good. Because that lends credence to everything you were saying. Now the journals would cinch it. But if you're not going to show them that, then yeah, that's that's totally fine. But that's I think if they have any questions why we won't show them the journals, it's that we don't understand them yet. And we would hate for something that could be highly dangerous to fall into the hands of someone that also has not had time to go over them yet. Well, the other thing, too, is that we can certainly put it as a diplomacy role and say that, you know, Thermax personal journals also outline some of the, uh, you know, inner dealings of the house and the day-to-day stuff the day-to-day stuff that we may not necessarily want to reveal that they could understand that and that we'd like to go through it first to ensure that uh we can separate out what should be common knowledge for all of brightport do you want me to kind of roll diplomacy on that or something yeah 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 Yeah. please do okay that's kind of how i would put it to them and be like you know you don't really need to see the you know um like our grocery list you're looking for yeah that's 20 um that should do it 20 should do it um, uh, Norwich just kind of looking at the uh, at the Warforged. How do you think that ties to anything here? 
Do they have plans on invading Brightport? I believe they do. One thing that I had read was that Carter had made promises to Theramac that he may be able to have his revenge on Uman Euro, that he will be able to hold his, his power, that Carter would expand his reach across the continent. I mean, some of these are the wild writings of a madman, and other of them are direct correspondence between the two of them. I'd, uh, I'd like to, sh- to show these things to you, but you can understand that it's still only in the early days of us taking control of the workings of this house. And, and we want to continue the, uh, uh, the business that, that Dark Spain did. I think both of your houses have benefited from purchasing potions, wares, and, and uh, the economic things that we did. So that's going to continue in the day-to-day. I believe we have time, as Carter is, is immensely occupied in the East, from what the reports have said. But the ghouls cannot wait. If they stumble into this city, it will be a massacre. So you're saying we have a zombie army and a warforged army to fend off. And potentially control over two of the strongest cities in the east and a unified Brightport, a dragon, and no longer a madman living within these walls. A long silence. Just a long silence between these two. Uh, is going to pipe up and say, uh, what I said stands. Again, I have to talk to my people, but tomorrow I can come back and we can try and work out some sort of plan. Uh, Norhorn is still looking at this Warforged torso. Hammerhand's here if you need us. Just let us know what the plan is so we can work together on this. We'll put aside our petty squabblings for now, and I guess we'll be going to own a call. Excellent. It looks like, at least in the meantime, Brightport is united, and no matter what happens, Brightport is going to war. And I'll uh, stand up and extend my hands and look over at Rikus and Trixie to make sure that they're okay with everything I said. Um... Because uh, you know Orlando. I got you back. <laughs> <laughs> um, both yeah. Orlando. <laughs> you have. That's why I gave the dragon to you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the loudest asshole in the world's going by. Hold on a second. Okay, thank you, loudest asshole in the world. Now that I know you exist. <laughs> I got it's a just, horn. It's everyone. just Justin running around in circles <laughs> in the room, going vroom vroom vroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Feel the wrath of my air conditioner. <laughs> that hasn't happened. Well, that's January. Yeah, I guess that why that's why that wouldn't happen for a while. Um, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah, they're they're both gonna reach out and shake your little hand, and <laughs> uh, Ulanda is just gonna just just kind of kind of excuse herself. Uh, I I have things to take care of. Excuse me, and and she's gonna get ready and take off. Uh, Norhorn is going to look to Galford. Uh, there's a sensitive matter I'd like to discuss with you all. In the interest of a partnership between our two houses, garnering some trust, there's a matter uh, we can't take care of directly, but we would be in your debt if you might be able to take care of it for us. Are you familiar with a half-elf in the city named Bellamin Rimcorn? 
The name seems familiar, but I'm sure a history check will tell us more. <laughs> anybody <laughs> anybody want to? That's it. Trixie. You want me to do this? Okay, hold on. Yeah, do a history check. You haven't had a roll okay. yet. <laughs> I have not. I have a plus three for history. If you crit, it means you slap with him. Five. Oh, no. <laughs> I did not. I walked you away. Did not sleep with him. <laughs> he is a half elf. <laughs> Um, yeah, the name doesn't sound familiar to you guys. He's not a puppy. <laughs> Relatively sure he's not a puppy. Well, up until last week, he was an initiate in Hammerhand. He didn't have the stomach for it. Was never gonna, never gonna make it, so he washed out. We got rid of him. The problem is, he is privy to a bit of information that's a black eye on our house. Are you familiar with our business policy? Yes, Hammerhand is, uh... Uh, known to sort of uphold the honor of their clients and the requests of their clients once they've been hired. That's the cornerstone of the entire thing. In this city, it's all that matters. People will understand that we're honest. We're going to fulfill the contract. We're going to protect people outside and inside the walls, whatever we're hired to do. The problem is one of our new initiates decided to extort a client just outside of Brightport. Once we found out about it, we dealt with him. The problem is, Bellaman found out about it and has threatened to go to the council. If the council gets wind about it, it'll be a minor slap on the wrist, fine. But word will get out that we can't be trusted. Now, my father started this house decades ago, and we've built a reputation in the city. We're one of the only honest establishments here. If word gets out that even an initiate extorted a client for extra money, this could be extremely bad for us. You understand mm. where that would be a concern. I can see that your reputation is everything in this situation. I- I'd like to roll insight on him, too. I'm pretty sure, sure. he's on the level, but... Ah, 14. God, my dice suck. <laughs> um, that totally sounds on the level to you. Okay. I should have had a proper breakfast instead of just sunny tea and bacon. <laughs> <laughs> just a goblet of sunny d it'd be more insightful with a, with a curly straw and a balanced breakfast with a curly I, I picture straw. galford as like a high chair and he's like eating cheerios <laughs> <laughs> little feet sticking out the end of the chair just wobbling up there Good i like how there are other like stuck to his face and in his there... hair there are totally other people in the room, and you keep swinging at these dice rolls anyway. Like I, I like that you keep taking a stab at it, though. Um, if you could convince him not to go to the council over this, it would be an extremely helpful thing. Uh, in exchange, we could... Well, I notice you're a little understaffed. And I saw Ulanda eyeballing your dragon. Maybe we could spare a few soldiers to stand front and maybe persuade her not to attack. By convince him, do you mean convince him with our weapons or our words? (sighs) Sadly, I don't think you'll be able to convince him with words. If you can, all the better, but he's supposed to testify tomorrow. The man's a known scumbag. That's one of the reasons we expelled him from the house. He hangs out in a bar called Safe Haven. 
If you could take care of this for us, it would be extremely helpful. I'm going to need to speak with uh, the other members of House Dragonkeep just briefly here. Um, but your offer is extremely intriguing. You're not lying when you say that uh, we could <laughs> we could use the assistance of some members of your house to give us some more manpower. I'll excuse myself in the corner for a moment. H- have another flag in a veil. I was already going to do that, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Rikus, what do you think? We need we need uh, Hammerhand. We need these people. Rikus is the entire time uh, uh, he was talking. Um, Rikus just kind of stared off into the distance, kind of thinking about the entire thing, and then he uh, took his uh, thing of ale and just kind of chugged it down really quick, and then put the cup back down on the table and just look up at Galford. And uh, uh, kind of give him a weird look and just say, why Why do we have to do this? Uh, don't they, they have somebody, obviously, they have somebody like uh, David within the house. I don't understand why they can't just explain to everybody in the city and explain the situation to the council themselves and just say they disobeyed what we asked them to do and... We want to just remove any trace and and completely disown them. I don't understand why we have to be the ones to take care of them if it's their problem. Oh, Rikus, reputation is everything, and and it doesn't change the fact that it, at a a initiate of Hammerhand directly extorted one of their customers. In all of the years of them being in in place, actually having word get out of that type of a dishonest dealing, it could be hugely damaging, and we we need Hammerhand to be to be focused if we're going to be doing anything about on a call. And also, too, what are we going to do? Are we going to have our house guarded by drunks while we're marching on on a call? Uh, honestly, you saw Gulanda. I have no doubt that she has less than honest intentions for us on our control of this house. She acknowledges that on a call is a problem, but we are directly in her crosshairs. We need to make good with, with Hammerhand. Now what, Trixie, what what if we could, what if we could take this individual and and turn them over alive? Do you think that that would placate Regus? I, I think the problem is that, he wants us he's not giving us any other th- reason to to do this he wants this person taken care of but he's not telling us why we should do it if he could give us a good reason why we should do it and nobody else i have no problem finding this person and taking care of it as a gesture of goodwill towards hammerhand but at the same time why has he not asked anyone else and why has he waited so long if the trial's tomorrow well, that's a good point. I think we can ask him a little more about how this transpired, but I'm sure that he's on the level. Uh, I'm not doubting his truthfulness. I'm just wondering why he was he waited so long. Why did he decide to just let this way here until, I mean, how did he know we were going to come along and fix his problem? And if so, where did everyone else fail if he asked anyone else? All right. You know, this, this smell... It, I don't want this to smell of our our arrangement with Gradic. Like we need to do someone else's dirty work for them. However, 
time is dire and, and, and an agreement with Hanner Hammerhand and some help from their individuals would be huge for us. Uh, excuse me a moment, and I'm going to run over to Norhorn and just uh, say... He's, he's going to nod and acknowledge you. Okay. <clears throat> How long have you known about this incident and, and the, the, the trial and the, the extortion? And uh, Has this come to light fairly soon? Why haven't you done something about this a while ago? Why us? Why do you need us to do this? To be honest, I'm in quite of a spot. Uh, the extortion incident happened only a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Bellman was taken out of the house last week. He had threatened something about going to the council, but it really didn't trouble us that much until the council recognized he had an actual complaint. Once they decided that there would be an emergency session tomorrow, then... It was also ruled if we touched this individual in any way, shape, or form, then, well, there would be a much steeper penalty than a slap on the wrist. If we could turn him over to Hammerhand alive without any, uh, without the town guard or the council being aware of it at all, would that be satisfactory, or do you need him to disappear without a trace? That's very a direct question, but we're both businessmen here. Mm, no, I appreciate it, to be honest. You can't deliver him to us, because again, we can't lay a finger on him. No matter how much of a scumbag he is in the community, we can't touch him. He has a formal complaint with the, with the council. If mm. you could convince him to not partake at all in the hearing maybe reinforce the idea that it would be bad for his health if he did that would be most helpful although I'm pretty sure he's hired local enforcers to guard him until tomorrow he's no doubt ready for someone to come after him I see I'm not even going to insult you by uh, asking why you didn't hire one of Ulanda's assassins to remove him I think we both know but that he wouldn't be a good idea that. for <laughs> wouldn't yeah. be a good idea for Hammerhand. Well, let me speak to my compatriots one more time, but I think we're nearing nearing an agreement. So I'm gonna uh, he's he's gonna pipe up one more time. Look, I know what I'm asking you to do is unsavory, and normally I wouldn't do it. But the reputation of our house is on the line, and to be honest, we're out of time to figure out a more peaceful resolution. We would be deeply in your debt if you could handle this for us. Galford really kind of smiles back. at that. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to run my gnome little legs over back to my friends. <laughs> <laughs> and, and notice that I'm using their first names. So. <laughs> um, Rikus, Trixie, we need to do this. Uh, he, it just came to light recently within, within the last, you know, it's been hours, essentially. Uh, the city has got wind that he has an actual complaint and essentially has very damaging information that he has to act on this now and that Hammerhand is completely barred from having any involvement with him or touching him. That we need to convince this gentleman not to testify. Uh, whether we do that with words or whether we do that with weapons, it's a great, a great opportunity for us. They would be huge in our debt, provide some protection for our house and we could get on to larger things, which is trying to take back on a call. 
Regis was just going to kind of sigh and look at Galford and go, explain to me uh, what sort of logic goes about killing someone that because that's I never that's I never it, I never said we had to kill him I never said we had to kill him I said we have to convince him and the two of you can decide his fate let's just say that the two of you can decide his fate whether he lives dies talks or joins our house as an honored member but we need to take this deal now come on Rikus we'll just go talk to him if he decides to fight then we were just defending ourselves Rikus, it seems to me like there's not going to be any way to convince Galford to shut up about this. We do need help from Hammerhand, and since he's jumped on the Hammerhand bandwagon full force, there's nothing we're going to be able to do to sway him. At least if we, if you and I can be the ones that handle where he goes after we make him decide to not talk, at least that's better than what Galford would do if we weren't there to babysit him. Exactly. I, I mean, you, you can make... shut up. <sighs> Rikus, come on. Fine. We'll do it. Ah, excellent. Excellent. So we'll tell Norhorn, yes, we'll take the deal. We will we'll convince him one way or another not to testify. And uh, we would be most gracious for some assistance from Hammerhand. That's... That's fantastic. And he holds out his hand to, uh, to to shake yours. So I'll shake it and look around to the rest of the group and just say, uh, we'll get started today. Um, he's going to put a little bit too much vigor in his handshake. And uh, he's he's going to, like, he's so happy. He's just like, oh, that's great. And he's just squeezing the shit out of Galford's hand. <laughs> he's like lifting um, me right off the ground. Say, ah, <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, I forgot you're so wee. And this is coming from a dwarf. This is like he's only like a few inches taller than you. This isn't. <laughs> he called you wee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Galford will collect his himself and just be like, uh, "No offense taken. A, 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 a great deal struck. We'll be speaking again soon." Um, and he's going to get ready in motion towards the door, then turn around and grab the pitcher of ale and walk out the door with it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, that took a little longer than I thought it was going to, but it's good. Yeah. We got it. We got it in the books. I'm glad. <sighs> now let's get it ready for something awkward in White Hedge. Um, you knew this was coming. I know. <clears throat> I know. <sighs> uh, Valis and Baranith arrive in White Hedge. Um, this is uh, pretty early in the morning still. Um, so, canonically, this would take place before the meeting in Brightport. Um, uh, this is a. So, Whitehedge is this peaceful little burg. Uh, really, uh, not, not a major city or anything, just kind of. Uh, they get by, uh, they, they trade with the larger cities that, that uh, have stuff they can't get. Otherwise, they live off the land, kind of. Um, kind of reminiscent of Aubrey. Uh, it's not necessarily a place that you are trying to get to. It's more a stop along the way type of thing. Uh, they're positioned between two larger cities, so it's it's more or less like there's an inn, there's a shop, there's uh, there's a bar, that kind of thing. That's that's it. Mm. Um, uh, what what would you like to do upon first getting there? Is there some like I mean, do you just want to go right for it and and try and find? 
uh, Katie and Zill's mom, or... Um, yeah, I think we should... Uh, like, I... I, I, I could feel, like, physically uncomfortable about what I have to do. Um, and I, I really... I, I need to get this over with. There's been kind of a silence, too, between you and Valis as you're riding into town. Like, you both know why you're there, you both know what you have to do, but... You know, you just, just, it's this knot in your stomach. You just want to get it over with. It just gets some kind of closure. Um, from what Katie and Sil told me, their mother was a bartender. I'm not exactly sure what the bar's name here is in town, but it's not a very large one. We should be able to find it. Um, yeah, I suppose it shouldn't be too hard to, um,. Yeah, to find her. I mean, how many bars well, would a town like this have? So, uh, make a perception roll there, Brynth. Alright, my perception is... Plus ten. Twenty. Hey! Um, looking around town. Uh, it's not a very big town. You can pretty much stand in the middle of it and see everything. Hmm. Um, uh, you see a shop called the Silver Mace... Uh, you see a bar called the Succulent Pig, hmm. uh, and an inn called Ridley's Rest. Okay. So the Succulent Pig is probably your best bet. Uh, yeah. Now, it should also be noted that while uh, looking around town, you can see that there's there's kind of a mixture of humans and a couple of elves and... Uh, a dwarf or two maybe scattered in. Um, it appears like a lot of these people are either adventurers or out and about trying to get to someplace. Like, these people are preparing to go somewhere. So, around town, it doesn't look like they have lots of tieflings roaming around. Uh, an <sighs> elf will be able to... Yeah, an elf will be able to wander around and, and no problem. Uh, a tiefling may be a bit... Especially a tiefling who's 6'9 and lumbering behind you, so... Okay. Uh, yeah. Right. He may draw a couple of eyes his way. So we're, that's, we're somewhat that's... conspicuous. A little bit, yeah. <sighs> uh, making your way to the succulent pig. Um, uh, Brenneth opens the door and kind of steps in, and, and Valis kind of blocks the doorway behind her and, and lumbers in. Uh, and uh, a middle-aged man uh, with dark hair uh, greets you to... Well, he greets Baranith first. It's like, oh, hi, how are you? Is there anything I can I can get? And he, and he kind of like pans back to see Valis in the doorway and, and the sun's kind of like, so it's just kind of his silhouette in the doorway is what this guy sees from the uh, from behind the bar. Ah, hey, ooh, is there anything I can get for you too? Like his demeanor kind of changes. He's a little bit more defensive. Um, hi, um... I, I would appreciate your help. Um, we're looking for someone, and um, I'm gonna kind of look at Valis and, and in such a way, like, who are we looking for? Oh, um, her name is Valerie. Uh, she apparently tended bar here, uh, and and the guy's gonna it's like, oh, uh, oh no, she stopped working here a few weeks ago. She she took over the Silver Mace. Uh, Trevor died and left her everything. It was, I, I guess they were really close. So, yeah, yeah, she she runs the local shop. 
Um, who, who's Trevor? Oh, uh, Trevor ran the Silver Mace uh, up until, well, about a month ago he took ill, and we, we all kind of knew what was happening, but she stood by him. I guess they were really close. They must have been really close friends, because he didn't, he didn't really have a whole lot of friends in town. Um, can I roll insight? Sure. 27. 27. Um, nothing about that story seemed like he's trying to lie to you or, or anything. That's, that's pretty much all he knows about the situation. I guess I'm trying to just gleam, like, they said, you know, we all knew what was happening and, and, oh, oh. and whatnot. I, I don't quite get what that um, means. He, he was an older guy. Uh, Trevor was an older guy, and, and he just, he was succumbing to old age slash... Uh, he had a few. He had a few. Uh, he had a few different ailments, so they just. I mean, there was very little they can do for him after a while. Okay. All right. Um, okay, so we can find Valerie at the Silver Mace then. Um, uh, sir, is this your tavern? Uh oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm. <laughs> that's that's so rude of me not to introduce myself. Uh, Patrick. Oh, okay. Um, I'll sh- shake his hand. Um, and say thank you, thank you very much um, for helping us out. Um, uh, I guess we can. I guess we can go find Valerie. Um, uh, do you Do you guys know Valerie? Uh, no, um, no, we don't. Um, uh, um. He's kind of look at you like, oh, okay, that's a little weird. That's you don't know her, but you're looking for her. I uh, were uh, we we have something uh, that um, um, to to give back to her. Um, it, oh, it's complicated. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to pry. Um, okay. Uh, Silver Mace is right around the corner. You you can't miss it. Okay, um, I'm gonna look at Valis and and kind of kind of take a deep breath and and say, okay, um, I'm I'm not gonna ever be more ready for this. Uh, he kind of nods his head and and opens the door to the bar. Okay, um, walking. Uh, is it weird that I'm nervous for this for some reason? That's, oh, that's really I've, weird. Oh, I've been. Dr- I just I've got this lump like in like in my throat like in my chest and oh my gosh okay um opening so valis opens the door to the silver mace and steps on through uh there are no customers in there currently and there is uh there is a dark-haired woman standing um she appears to be a little older uh she's standing behind the counter uh and hi uh Welcome to the Silver Mace. You're my first customer today. Um, uh, is is it worth a, a perception roll? Um, you can. Okay. Ah, thirteen. Thirteen. <laughs> I'm a little um, bit stressed out, so I'm not perceiving very much right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, this, this, I mean, it's a pretty standard shop. You got, uh, you got blades and blunt instruments kind of hung up around the place, and. Um, they don't trade too much in real real specialty items. It's your basic adventurer stuff. Uh, nothing okay. nothing too exotic. Um, is there anything you guys are looking for specifically? Um, 
I'm looking to purchase a dagger. Oh, um, for throwing or, uh, and then she kind of makes the motion for like stabbing. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mimic whatever her stabbing motion. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Uh, I, I have a pretty wide selection of daggers, actually. My, it's funny you should mention that. Uh, my, my daughters kind of use daggers, so we stock a whole bunch of them. And I felt like that, like a punch in the gut. Yeah. Um, playing along. Uh, um. Valis, Valis is going to, while she turns around to like get, get daggers, Valis is kind of placing his hand on your shoulder and like he, he giving you a look like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what are we um, doing? Like, I thought we were. I'm, I'm going to kind of look at him and give him a look like, just shut up and just go with it. Um. Uh, I would like to, I would like to purchase something similar to, um, maybe you could show me something that your daughter would like. Uh, well, they kind of use custom jobs. I, I mean, I, I can show you something similar. Um, hold on one second. I, I think I have something similar to what Katie uses. Hold on. Um, and 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 she pulls out like a like a variety of different blades. Like these are real, like uh, ranging from like short sword to dagger, uh, it, like something like this. And and she's holding up something that looks fairly similar to to Katie's dagger, but not, um, not it's not identical. Like the grip's a bit different. The blade's a little like uh, like a little thicker. Okay. Um. Uh. How much can I can I purchase this dagger for? Ah, uh, well, I mean, it would need sharpening. I, I can, I can sharpen it for you today, but I, I would say four hundred, and you can have it. Okay, um, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll kind of turn it over in my hand, um, and uh, and say, yeah, that'll be, that'll be fine. Um, I'll, I'd like to buy this. Fantastic. Uh, do you want it wrapped or or anything after I sharpen it? Uh, no, no, that's fine. Um, I'll just take it as it is. Okay. Um, how much gold do you have on you, actually? Three thousand. Okay, cool. Okay, so, uh, you're gonna give her four hundred gold. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, if you give me about twenty minutes, I I can have her all sharpened up for you. Um, you know what? Maybe I could, uh... Oh god, I don't want to wait around here 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> um uh okay. Okay, yeah. Okay. Uh That's so fine. she's going to she's going to okay. So she's going to take this dagger and kind of disappear into the back. Um if you just if you want to just walk around the shop or just take a look at anything you like, I'll be just as quick as I can. Sure, sure. Uh and then you hear like a grinding wheel going and and uh, she's sharpening up this blade. Uh, Valis is quite distraught. Uh, he's 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 gonna like like lean down, kind of almost crouch, and whisper, "What exactly are we doing?" Um, I, I, I don't know that I can do this. I'm. She's so lovely, and and she's talking about Katie like she's like she's still around. I I I don't know that I can do this. I'm. 
you're going to have to take the lead on this. Uh, and, and he puts his hand on your shoulder. And I, I, it was wrong of me to let you take the lead on this to begin with. This was, this was something I had to do. I'm sorry. I'm... Uh, I, I can... I can't even... I can't even talk. <laughs> <laughs> um... Valis is going to kind of approach the counter and, and call out Valerie's name. Uh, and, and, and she's going to scurry back. Uh, was, was there something else that you needed? I, 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 I'm moving as quickly as I can. I, and Valis has the dagger unwrapped just sitting on the counter with his hand over it. And the expression on her face instantly changes. Oh, God. Where did you get that? I'm... I'm afraid both of your daughters died in Onakal. And there's, um, there's a stool behind the counter. And she seems to kind of lose the strength in her legs and she kind of stumbles back and just, like... If the stool wasn't there, she just would have fell down. Oh, man. Um. Okay. Yeah, she's uh, like you can see tears welling up in her eyes, and it. They had been captured in some form or another and sold into slavery weeks ago. I protected them the best I could, but they ended up dying in combat I'm oh god I, it's like a stab in my heart as soon as I hear those words uh Val, like Valerie just full tears streaming down her face at this point like she can't she can't seem to speak huh? I I just saw them last month they and and she can't she can't quite like she's choking on the sentence she can't she can't quite finish it i'm i'm truly sorry for your loss as soon as we escaped the city i i wanted to come here i you you should know i i've lost loved ones too and i i understand how much it hurts to not know if they're gone for good I I don't have anyone left. And she's she's like she's just shaking and 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 doing that thing where you're crying but it's not open sobs. It's just like your body's almost shut down like due to shock. I And then she 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 looks up and uh, she, you, you have to tell my daughter. She's the only one I have left now. Um, Valis, uh, Valis is kind of, kind of, uh, kind of confused by that. Like maybe, maybe she's just going crazy. I'm, I'm looking at him and I'm looking at her. I thought you only had two daughters. They 
never mentioned a, another sister in Inona Call. I, I barely know her, to be honest. She, she lives out west. I, you have to get word to her. I, she, she wouldn't want to see me, but she was close with her sisters and she would want to know. Okay. The last I heard she was living in Winter Haven. Her name's Brianna. It, if you can please find her and just just let her know what happened. I, I would be deeply in your debt. I am ready to promise this woman anything right now. Um she's gonna come around the counter and kind of throw her arms around Vallis, which he's not prepared for at all. He's, he's like, she's sobbing into him at this point, And he's just kind of got like, he's kind of got her, his arms outstretched. Like, I didn't touch her. I didn't like, what, what is she doing? Like, and, and she, like, she's just like squeezing him real tight. And, and he's just kind of like very slowly, uh, very slowly kind of like gently patting her. And he kind of bends down into her ear and is like, I'm truly sorry. <sighs> um, how about we take a trip back to Brightport? Uh, oh, and let me get a deep breath and a drink. Uh, <laughs> so it should be mentioned by this point that Brianna's last name is Ebelmare. Uh, <laughs> Mel- Malchus is going to kill me. <laughs> I yeah. Wow, this is this is interesting. I don't know how this is going to work out. See, I thought um, I had found the Easter egg on the site, but it wasn't that. And I told you what it was. Well, yeah, because <laughs> I I figured I'd already found it. It was like, you know, Kakonis likes pizza. Yep. I'm like, oh, that's the Easter egg. Like, you know, and I just I accepted <laughs> whatever like dumb fact I found. That like was the we Easter purposefully, egg. like me and Jake purposefully separated the two. Like we mm-hmm. separated Brianna from, and most people don't even look at the top. They don't even notice. Like it's not even a thing. So yeah, yeah. So that would be the Easter egg on the side. Everyone listening. Um. <sighs> Somebody talk, somebody talk, somebody talk. Yeah, dude, that was weird. I got legitimately nervous. Like, we were breaking news to a real person. I got, like, I just, I want, I want to, like, comfort her. I want to talk to her, but I'm, 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 I'm so racked with guilt. I just want to vomit. (laughs) In character. Right, yeah, no. I just, I want to, but I, but I feel like anything I say to console her would be a complete lie. Galford, I'm trying to replace your dagger. That's what all that shit was about. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's a- I was I was trying to get around to it because I'm too nervous to get to the point, and also I'm trying to replace the dagger because I told him I would bring it back, or I, I wouldn't. We were going for something like, oh, we're looking for something that looks like this. Like it's like, oh wow, that's such a cruel way to do it. I You're know. No, to no, do. no, 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 no. I would never do that. Good God. Uh, meanwhile, back in Brightport. Dun, 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 um, dun. <laughs> meanwhile. <laughs> The super friends. <laughs> yes. Lex Luthor and the Legion of Doom. Um let's let's go to Brightport guys cuz uh 
you will probably get into a fight in a second. Okay. Which will be the first time anyone's hit anything all goddamn session. And Years. Played about six hours <laughs> in, like, in game time. It feels, I know, but for us, it just seems like... All right. So if you guys would like to position your characters somewhere in here... All right. Can we make it canon that we did lock up the gold dragon down in the basement with Amara? I Yeah, I, I would imagine. Plus okay. David is kind of honor-bound to keep an eye on stuff. Okay, cool. That's cool. In case you get knocked out by some thug and he just grabs the gold <laughs> dragon, it's like, yeah, I'm like, the leader of... Dagon gets to, like, pickpocketed, like, in two seconds. <laughs> we just lose the whole house. <laughs> Wouldn't get that flushed back down into the sewers. Like, Aranith comes back. She's like, what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> One job. Like, I was only gone for two days. What have you been doing? Yeah, we're back in the sewers now. <laughs> uh, let's do oh, shit, it's Ben Kingsley. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's who you're going to fight against. Okay, so uh, you find uh, uh, Bellaman, the guy you're looking for, uh, behind Safe Haven, which is uh, a bar in Brightport, which uh, is an ironic name because it's a pretty shitty bar, and everyone kind of knows that's where known felons hang out, um, which also makes it easy to find, like if you can't go to Hammerhand, let's say you can't afford Hammerhand, because honest help comes, you know, that's expensive, Uh assholes you can hire cheap because you could pretty much go into any bar in Brightport and it's like, I need five who can stab and five dudes will get up and come help you. Uh, which is what Bellaman did. Uh, he basically walked into the bar. I need five who can stab and make sure I don't get stabbed. Okay. And they, he's, he's kind of trying to wait it out till, uh, till his hearing tomorrow. Uh, so that's where you're going to encounter this guy. It doesn't take, uh, he's right where, uh, he's right where Norhorn said he would be. Um, how would you like to handle this situation? Well, he doesn't know that we're affiliated with Darkspain slash Dragonkeep, so why don't we just call him out on his shit and just say, hey, look, there's the guy that got kicked out of Hammerhand for being too much of a pussy or something, and just... <laughs> <laughs> so diplomacy. Is what yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see how he would say that while he's standing behind all of us. Oh, yeah, that's... that's like I'm looking at the lineup now. It's like Dagon, Trixie, Rikus. Then behind him, it's... Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so as soon as you approach this group, um, one of the uh, one of the thugs is gonna kind of step forward. It's like, ah, it's close enough, asshole. And he's he's talking to Dagon. I want to hear Dagon's reaction. <laughs> step out of my way. I'm not here to talk to you. Uh, I'm sorry. What what are you gonna do if I don't? And he just kind of shoves you in the chest. Uh, That's it. At, can I roll for initiative? Yes, you you can actually you can you know what you can do? Because this guy is so so sure that you're not here to start any trouble. You can do an attack roll if you want. I'd love to. Okay. Go ahead. Pick an attack. <sighs> right now. Yeah, let's force you... punch this guy. Let's start it off with style. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, oh, baby. Christ. This is what so... I like. It's like been holding in a fart for three episodes. <laughs> I've been wanting to hear this all day. This is uh, D20 plus 10. You're up. 19. Where are you punching him? Like where on his body? Yeah, where on his body are you punching him? Uh, right in his face. Okay. Uh, Dagon's fist is going to glow. He's going to throw a punch. It's going to go right through this guy's head. <laughs> yes. Your fist... <laughs> 
Dagon's fist is going like there's such force coming off this guy's fist that it's like Superman gave this guy a fist bump, but in the face. So it your fist is going to be lodged in his head, and then the force from it, like after there there's like a like a poof after you hit your target, his head is going to literally explode. <laughs> He's talking yes. shit two seconds later, he is headless. And everyone shits their fucking pants. <laughs> and uh, roll for initiative, everyone, please. Uh, so everyone, and sort. So you got thugs going first, then Galford, then another thug, then Dagon. Um, I like to just sort of shake my hand of the uh, head guts. And, oh, uh, yeah, you got And just casually ask who's next. So the guy standing next to that guy. The thug standing next to it is like, holy shit! And just everyone whips out... (laughs) (laughs) Everyone whips out daggers and morning stars and and, and just charges into combat. So um, Street Thug number two, seeing this, says, I gotta put something in that guy to make sure he doesn't do that to me. (laughs) Uh, He's going to shift forward uh, and uh, he's gonna use his morning star. So, ooh, okay, hold on a second. D20 plus 14. 18 versus your AC. I am 18 as well. Okay, so that's, wow, that's neat. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm getting used to a couple of the new things the table's doing. Um, I hear a cat. Um, Sorry, that's Penny. That's cool, that's cool. Uh, 14 to Dagon, so you can actually shave that off your own health if you want by going up to uh, the top of the screen there, hitting the minus, and then... Just in a 14. Yeah, it's where your health bar is. Uh, Let's see. Thug number three is going to move forward and take a swing at Rikus with his Morningstar. D20 plus 10. Or D20 plus 14, sorry. Uh, 23 to Rikus. That just barely hits me. (laughs) Um, 2D8 plus 5. 17 to Rikus. So you can do the same thing. Shave your own health off. And thug number one, he's going to move forward to Trixie and do the same thing. No, you know what? He's going to use he's going to use his poison dagger. So he's going to take a stab at Trixie here. Twenty four against AC. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what's going to happen here is that's two d eight plus six, uh, which is eleven damage. So you can shave that off. And then you're uh, also going to take five ongoing poison damage every turn until save ends. Starting now or next turn? Next turn. Okay. Galford, your turn. Oh, oh, you know, it's been ten years since you've been in a fight. So, um, may I remind you about that rod of yours? Yes, I do have a rod. Um, You do have... Roll a d100 and something random will happen. Uh, Anytime you use an encounter or daily. Oh, okay. Um, all right. Now I can move through player characters, but not through enemies, right? Uh, right. You can you can move through player characters, but not enemies, right? Now would um, uh, would this chest here, whatever, be obs- or barrel, I guess, be obstructing terrain, or can I hop over it? For y- well, I mean, you can you can climb over it. That's fine. But if okay. you couldn't shoot through it because you're a gnome and you're short, okay. But I could climb on top of it potentially, right? Sure. All right. Um, okay, so I'm going to move on top of the barrel, just to give Galford some height, and uh, 
I'm going to use a daily, so I'm just going to yell out, like, we have to end this quickly. Nobody can see this. And uh, I'm going to use Web of Shadows on um, uh, Bellerin there. Uh, Bellerin, pardon me. And uh, that's a D20 plus 10. Okay. So you whip out this badass rod of yours. Okay. And uh, so we resolve this first and then the D100? Uh, yes. Resolve this first, then the D100. Then we're going to find out what crazy shit happens. Okay, so 21 against Reflex on both of those guys, on Bellamin and the dude beside him. Or actually, uh, sorry, well, I got to separate... roll, roll on both of them. Sorry. Yeah, so Bellamin, that does hit Bellamin. Now roll for Street Thug number four. 23. That hits him too, so both of those guys. Okay, so Weather they're show. both immobilized, and uh, we'll do some damage here. 2d6 plus 7. 12 damage. 12 damage. That's why he All can't right. run away too. That's that's probably that's a really good plan actually because that's probably what this guy would do is run away. Now here comes the really important part because this could either really help or really hurt. Roll a d100, please. Okay, is the very last die there? Uh, yes. Yeah, okay. Nineteen. Uh, hold on, let me consult the list. Ha <laughs> 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 uh, I now have AIDS. <laughs> Caster switches genders. <laughs> Galford is now a female. Shut up. <laughs> like you don't have a permanently. Uh th- th- for all intents and purposes, Galford is now a female. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like Seriously? Seriously. Oh That's my so god. <gasps> <laughs> don't don't anyone tell Thoral. <laughs> I would she expect so you... has a girlfriend. <laughs> I would expect that you would speak in just a slightly higher voice when you speak as... Uh, oh, no, no. But... It's getting deeper, actually. Because <laughs> <laughs> my, my sexual orientation isn't going to change, just my gender. So, essentially, I'm a lesbian gnome. <sighs> That's all. <laughs> Do I still have a dick? Or am I like a Aphrodite? Did I just add a gender? No, or did no, I totally you switched change? genders. Most females don't have dicks, so... <laughs> well, you should. <laughs> All the so, females okay. I've seen naked have dicks. No. <laughs> <laughs> Finding out a lot about Atlanta today. Um, so, so describe okay. the scene to me. So, Galford fires off this badass attack, and it immobilizes both uh, Bellaman and this thug. And then... This kind of pinkish red, uh, th- this pinkish red blast comes from the uh, <laughs> comes from the rod, and uh, uh, Galford's hair gets longer. Uh, he grows breasts, uh, and he looks just generally much more feminine than he normally does, um, which I'm guessing is a shock to everyone, just flat out everyone. No one should be not shocked right now. Um. <laughs> I, is that the end of your turn? Would you like to do anything else? <laughs> I'd like to, saving throw. I'd like to, with both of my hands, cut my breasts and go, Wah! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to look over at Rikis and just like raise one of my eyebrows and just stare at him. <laughs> like, somehow you did this, you asshole. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha 
Okay. Um, did you guys notice I changed my portrait? Yeah. I did. I, I see that. It That is adorable and kind of sexy. Um, yep. Street Thug number four is going to struggle in vain to move his feet from the spot he's on. Uh, and he can't. Uh, so what he's going to do is just roll a saving throw to see if he's... Hey, he's free. So he's better than a Warforge. We're finding that out. Um, uh, that'll be the end of his turn. Dagon, your turn. I just noticed that my force hammer is gone. Yeah, that was part of your leveling up. Oh. Yeah, for some reason it's... For some reason with you have to ditch a move to... Le- you're like a Pokemon. Ugh. Yeah. I don't really understand that, but okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, see, Pokemon can only learn four moves at a time, so you have to ditch a move to learn a new one. Okay. Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> and the listeners out there need to tell us, what Pokemon is James? <laughs> <laughs> For someone who knows nothing about Pokemon. Um, actually, I watched the cartoon once. Anyway, well, let's new- use the, uh, the new one. Uh, it's called Ego Whip. Ooh. Against uh, this guy here. Uh, okay, that's a ranged attack. Just letting you know. Yeah, but so if you use that, he's going to get an attack against you. I did not know that. Um, yeah. Okay, if I do a, a melee basic attack, what what am I doing exactly? Because I don't have. Um, we were just saying it's just like yeah, it'd be like you just trying to punch, punch a guy. Yeah, it's basically like you're 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 trying to punch him again, but it's not. Yeah. Okay, well then I might as well just use Force Punch again. Okay. Uh, so this asshole steps up in line and tries to do, like, he's trying to take you out before you can, like, he just, maybe it's just fear or whatever, but he's just like, oh, fuck that, I gotta, I gotta kill this abomination. And you wind up and you're gonna deliver another Force Punch. I'm gonna try here. D20 plus 10. 30. That That's is a crit. crit. Where do you punch him? Um, let's get this guy right in the abdomen. <laughs> For 2d8 plus 10, so is that 16, 26. Okay. Um, wow. So you punch this guy in the chest, and again, your hand goes into his chest. And again, the shockwave after, like, after the punch lands and the shockwave, it, it acts very much like a rib spreader. <laughs> and his innards become outards, uh, and and he's just going to kind of stumble back and and slide against this wall and die. Nice. Uh, so Dagon is one bad motherfucker, and should not be trifled with. And all the listeners should want to like. It's like we're trying to decide on what art prints to do. There's a lot of images of Dagon murdering people that I would like <laughs> to see drawn. <laughs> uh, Trixie. Okay. I take my my five hit points after my tur- like after I right do now. my action right, or I take it now. Nope. Right at the beginning of your turn, and then you roll uh, a save throw at the end. <laughs> silly. <laughs> okay, so I am going to attack Street Thug One right in front of me with disheartening strike. Okay. It's a D twenty plus fifteen. Thirty. That was a crit. wow. Ooh. That no. I credit his. No? No, it's a... Oh, no. 15 plus 15. Yeah, so... uh, Yeah, that totally hits, though. Yay! All right, so that's a... Oh, 1d4 plus 8. That's not very good. 
Do you have a move called Sand? In Twelve. There? I love that. Uh, Twelve damage. Gorgeous. So you're gonna. I do have a move called guy. Sand in the Eyes. Isn't that cool? <laughs> Does there have to be sand somewhere? Or can I just make up sand? Um, there's always dirt or sand or something. Maybe you carry okay. a pouch of sand. Who knows? <laughs> just for such <laughs> okay. an occasion. Um, I'm going to use this someday. <laughs> <laughs> I, I picture you having like a glass hourglass and you just break it and then stab someone with it in the <laughs> eye. <laughs> that sand in the eye. Uh, no, I'm going to stay where I'm at. I need, I need to make a saving roll, right? Oh, yes, you do. Flat d20. Is it flat d20? Nine. Not quite. Oh, you're stupid. <laughs> oh, I hey, I didn't. I'm not the dice. I didn't roll. Okay, so I have a question. Um, uh, bef- before I attempt to smash this guy right in the face, I have those iron armbands on that give me plus two to attack rolls. Do I add that to my bonus just passively, or like when I roll it, it will automatically recognize that I get two to whatever it was initially going to be rolled? Um, I believe that keeps track of that. Okay, so I don't need to add it to my bonus? I don't think so. Roll it and see. If it isn't in the math, then add it afterwards. Okay, so regardless of the fact that I ask a question, I'm adding one to my... Uh, I'm doing uh, Ruin That's of the fine. Final Act, uh, which is a daily, um, and then half damage of it miss it, if it misses, but I'm going to hit the guy in front of me. But plus one because I'm speedy. 16 to uh, strength plus... Or strength versus fortitude. Uh, that's going to miss. Well, it does half damage, at least. Okay, so roll damage, sir. So that's still 2... <laughs> 2D... That's why I wanted to hit, because I wanted to show off. 2D 10 plus uh, 10. Uh, 20. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. 2D 10 plus... No, you rolled 2D 20s. I did? Oh. Yeah. Well, fuck. I I say, that sounds like a lot of damage. <laughs> it's like Yenward. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, whatever that you want to call the half of twenty-one is. Uh, so ten. Okay. Okay. Bellaman is frozen to the ground, uh, and he struggles to to move his feet and can't. Uh, and he's going to roll a saving throw. He is also freed. So how about that, guys? Um, uh, street thug number three is standing in front of Rikus. Uh, and Galford. Actually, he's going to take a stab at, uh, uh, at Galford with uh, his Morning Star. Actually, that's not a stab. That's more of a blunt instrument. You get what I'm saying. And 31 to your anything. Uh, that'll hit. <laughs> um, uh, 17 damage. Okay. Shave that off yourself there. Uh, Street Thug number one is going to try and hit Trixie in the face. Uh, 27. That'll hit. That'll hit. Yeah. <laughs> They can um, leave me alone. That's cool. <laughs> Seventeen damage. Ugh. Uh, Galford, pretty lady Galford. Okay. <laughs> so, so I'm gonna kind of like look at the rod, like sort of look down at myself and be like, I can fix this. I can fix this, and I'm gonna use my other daily shard of darkness on <laughs> Bellman. <laughs> I love this so so much. Twenty four against fortitude. Twenty four will hit. Okay, and that is. 3d10 uh, plus 7. What? Oh, no, sorry, I screwed up. Hang on. Let's see, that doesn't sound that right. That sucked. I was like, well, that's like <laughs> level 1 Galford. Um, 
because he's a 27 girl. damage. <laughs> uh, 20. Okay. Uh, this guy is hit with. Describe what the Shard of Darkness looks like. Basically, it's like he gets uh, enveloped in black kind of tendrils and smoke, and then they close over him, and then they shatter, just ripping him up. That's enough to kill him. Excellent. This guy is dead, and he is slumped against the wall, just just the light fades from his eyes. Now roll a d100, please. All right, let's... Turn him into a monkey. 37. 37, 37, 37. Okay. Shut your hole, Massey. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) Two things happen on this one. This is a rare twofer. A naked man materializes on the battlefield. (laughs) What? And he is very confused and scared. He does not know how he got there. He doesn't understand. And he's just going to kind of like, and just kind of like run away. Just Can it be Roswell? (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) Um, Now, you guys wouldn't know this. But there's a very special secondary thing that this does. Uh, a blast of light uh, careens toward the sky from this rod. One random person in Theria has been resurrected from the dead. Oh. What? Random. This rod's powerful mojo. Okay. All right. Um, You're welcome, Jason. What? <laughs> <laughs> um he's like not going to bed tonight gonna be writing some shit about that <laughs> oh i can do so much with i know that. dude <laughs> also you do realize that me turning into a female solves all of galford's problems and corrects like it fixes everything he's been worried about for a hundred years <laughs> it does so essentially of. like basically i'm like okay fuck you guys all my problems are fixed <laughs> So you this, just this basically co- went and got a sex change operation to to avoid all the stuff you're hiding from. That's yeah, freaking, exactly. I mean, the, the listeners awesome. don't know my backstory, but this is going to make it really interesting because now I can weave Galfina or whatever the hell we're going to call her. Yeah, um, let's. Wow. You know, Galford is pretty a, is a kind of unisex name. So no, it isn't. No, not okay. at all. No, it isn't. Not even a little. <laughs> but Gal, Gal means woman. Yeah, but Galford is a name with Gal. a dick. You just guys could call me Gal. You're now Guyford. Guyford. <laughs> Guy farting. <laughs> we'll we'll kick it around. Um, maybe the <laughs> listeners can help. That's just gummy um. buns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. <this> so <laughs> no. This, this is taken care of now, guys. Like this is done. Like you're you you have you fulfilled your end of the bargain. You can go back to Hammerhand and and tell him about it. Um, let's go back to Whitehedge. So wait, did we finish that fight? Yeah, they just they they were, well. I'm gonna wrap that up real quick. Like that's okay. um, those 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 guys would have run off the second that guy. Like first of all, you're willing the power to change gender and conjure naked men. Like there's they, they don't want any of that <laughs> and explode people into like guts right. and entrails. And as soon as like as soon as the guy contracting them, like these guys are just town drunks. They're like fuck this. I have, I did not sign up for that. So they're gonna run into the back portion of the safe haven and just start straight. Unless you guys want to give chase, there's no, you know, I mean. Well, if we, 
Should we let them? I mean, they're nobodies, though. Nobody, they can't really tell anyone about us. I guess. What about the half elf? Oh, he's dead. He died. Oh Oh, yes, Galford killed him for Galfina, whatever. Okay. Apparently, I was daydreaming (laughs) (laughs) about sexy Galford. Yes. Totally. (laughs) Well, you got me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, let's head back to Whitehead real quick. Uh, okay, so leaving the Silver Mace, I, I imagine you guys just spent some time talking to her, trying to console her, try you know, just comfort Valerie with the knowledge that at the very least you can get word out to her one remaining daughter what's happened and just try and get closure on this whole thing. Um, Baranith, what, what what would you like to do here? What, what I mean, do you want to head back to town? Do you want what, what do you want to do? Uh, I I need a drink. Oh, in game or okay, okay. Yes. Um. So I guess we're I guess I guess uh, Valis and Baranith are heading over to the succulent pig. Um. Uh. So uh, <laughs> heading back in, the bartender, uh, uh, Patrick greets you again. Oh. Uh, did you guys find Valerie? Is everything okay? Um, I'm, I'm gonna kind of just like nod, and um, I'm going straight to the bar. <laughs> so, um, the the bar's filled with like a few a few other patrons, just just real town locals. Um, uh, not really like toffs or anything. I, I I are are you so are you taking a seat like right up? At the bar, are you getting a table, or what would you like to do? I I am going right up to the bar. I'm just okay. Yeah. Um, what what was the 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 bartender's name? Patrick. Patrick. Um, and he's there right now. Oh yeah, yeah. He's okay. He's, yeah. I'm I'm just gonna sit and and uh and ask him just anything, anything. Fill a glass with with something. Um. Okay. Uh, are you looking for something strong or? Oh yes. Oh okay. And uh, he no problem. And he fills up a tall glass with some really stout ale, like some really strong stuff. Uh, and Valis is going to kind of come around to the side of you and sit down and uh, just kind of looking at you, concerned. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to talk about it at all? You know, that was that that was the biggest lie that I've ever told. What lie? That that woman we went in there and we told her that two of her daughters are dead and I sat there and I I didn't even have the guts to tell her that it was me that it was my fault what kind of a horrible person am i and i'm just i'm I'm chugging my beer right now (laughs) um you know that wouldn't have made her feel any better right you taking blame for something that you had no choice in wouldn't have brought back her daughters and it wouldn't have lessened her feeling of grief. Well, I'm pretty sure it doesn't alleviate mine. 
and it certainly doesn't excuse it. It doesn't forgive it. Is this and a I thing have to live with it. Sorry, go ahead. Is this a thing where Baranda's getting louder as she's talking? I'm getting... <laughs> I suppose so, yes. Okay. Because, like, Valus is making a concerted effort to, like, lower his voice. Because there's people around and stuff. And, okay, Baranith isn't. Okay, so... <laughs> All right. So, give me some advice. How do you deal with this? How do you just kill people and not feel bad about it? How do you just kill people and know there are mothers who own little shops and they miss their daughters and they're never going to see them again? I'm I'm just as bothered by this as you. I again, for some reason or another, I felt a connection to those two and if I could bring them back, I would. I know you would. Are you going to drink, or are you going to let me do this all by myself? Uh, I I could drink something, sure. Patrick, one for my friend here. Uh, and and Valis just kind of gives Patrick, because Patrick looks concerned at this point. And and Valis just going to give him a look like, yeah, it, it's fine. Just, yeah, one for me, I guess. That's that's cool. Um, so, so Valis starts drinking with you. I'm going to raise my glass. To Katie and Sylvia, I'm sorry you died. Uh, and he kind of clinks your glass. Um, maybe we should just finish our drinks and be on our way back to town. You could take a nap in the back of the wagon. Are you trying to tell me what to do? Uh, no. I just think that maybe we should be on our way back to Brightport soon. Oh, all right. Go through all this, just turn around and go home. Fine. That's fine. I'll probably be heading out to Winterhaven within a day or two. I need to prepare a few things, but I'll be taking off for the West. Um, I'm gonna kind of have a mildly more sober moment. Um, and, and kind of look at them and say... Wait, you're you're gonna leave? I I have to find the girl that she was speaking of, uh, Brianna. I I think it's only right that she knows. It's it's her mother's wish. Um, I I um yeah um of of course of course um it. I'm sorry, it just it never occurred to me that um I I would be coming back. I I would invite you along, but it could be dangerous. <sighs> Let's can we not talk about this tonight? Can can you just take me home? Sure. Um someone across the bar uh is just going to shout, "Hey, could you keep it down a little bit?" Uh, and Val's, Val's going to look over and, and just kind of give him like the hand, like, yeah, I, I got it. I got it. Uh, and, uh, he's going to try and escort, uh, Baranith back to the wagon. Um, I've had a bit too much to drink to let this go. 
Um, <laughs> um, I'm going to look at Valis and say, no, 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 you do not speak for me. Um, and I'm going to turn around to this guy and say, hey, if you've got a problem, you, you, you better not have a problem. Uh, the guy looks confused. Like, I, I just want you to keep it down. I, hey, buddy, you don't need to have your girl fight all your battles for you, okay? Just, you could have just told me to shut up if that. And <laughs> hey, you don't talk to him like that. This guy, this guy could rip you apart with a bear trap on a chain, and me, I could hit you. Not very hard, but it might sting a little. And I'm just kind of going to stumble and shake my finger in his face. The guy, the bear trap on a chain thing is like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, the guy's <laughs> like massive, massively confused. Is that a standard thing? The, um, so the guy just looks confused and he's, hey, look, don't put your finger in my face, okay? All I asked you to do was be quiet. You come in and you just screaming and you, you just shut up, okay? Just, just back up and just get out of here. If that's where you're going, just just be on your way. Do you want to start something? Is that what you're doing? Phallus is going to reach forward and try to like ginger like, okay, let's 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 go and just try and grab her by the shoulders lightly and just kind of like maybe try and steer her back towards the door. Um, I'm is he like like picking it's, me up or no no it's not forceful it's more like uh like what you do with a drunk person just kind of like okay just kind of gently steer them like try and make them feel like it's their idea like just yeah okay i'm 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 persuasive at this point or uh, like persuadable at this point so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna cooperate okay <laughs> uh and uh i i guess you guys are gonna like make your way out of the uh <laughs> out of the succulent pig uh, and back to the wagon. Um, how's about we go back to Brightport one more time? <clears throat> um, you guys have completed your task for for Hammerhand, and as a result, uh, he sent over uh, uh, six guys to help guard the place. Um, now, these guys, unlike your drunks, would be much more efficient at keeping out riffraff. They would also uh, they can also be trusted to do the job they were hired to do. Um, is there anything you'd like to do to wrap out the day before we uh, before we kind of wrap things up real quick? Hmm. I'm going to be <laughs> confused in exploring my new uh, arrangement. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Get your hand out of your pants. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a good topic of conversation. That hey, you're you're a female now. How about that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Galford's pacing back and forth, and and just you know, kind of stops and and you know, looks at Rikus and just says like, "Look, not a word out of you. I don't know how this happened, but I can, I can fix it, you know, and, and I can get back to who I was before." And well, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't I don't know if I if I need to fix this. I mean, that nobody knows who I am now, and I don't know, but my. I, I, do you think David could get me some clothes? And oh god, you know Thermax Reign of Terror never ends. And I'll just shake the 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 rod. 
um, <laughs> David's going to wander into the room, and <clears throat> um, you're still wearing the same clothes, the same getup, and everything. It's just now you're yeah, now you're a pretty lady. Like it's like that's the that's the only difference. Pretty gnome. Is he still an? Is he a gnome lady? Yes. Yeah, he's a gnome okay. lady. Oh, right. he's yeah. He just switched genders, not races. So he's still a, he's still a gnome, just a female gnome. All right. <clears throat> uh, I I'm glad to see everything worked out with the houses. I oh I'm I'm sorry. You you have company over. I didn't mean to. David, it's business. David, it's me. It's it's Galford, the 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 gnome of of the house. Uh. There's been a magical accident. You didn't by chance use the rod from downstairs, did you? You mean this? And I'll hold it up. Um, He's going to kind of face palm a little bit, just kind of like rub it. It's like, oh, um, that particular artifact was encased for a reason. I'm sure you figured that out by now. Uh, yes, I have. <sighs> Would you like me to research if there's some sort of cure? Yes, for now. In the meantime, I'm certainly no stranger to making the best of my situation. And sometimes it's an advantage when people don't recognize you, but I don't know. Maybe the. I don't know who in this party is going to be able to give me some advice on how to conduct myself. Um, I'll, I'll add it to the list. And he kind of almost looks exhausted by this, like... Every time he talks to you, there's a new item to be added to the list of, like, could you research this? Could you look into this? Is there a fix for this? So he's more or less like, oh, all right, I'll add it to the list. Um, here's today's pile of mail. I haven't had time to give it to you until now. I'm sorry. And he kind of throws down the stack uh, on the uh, coffee table type of thing in front of you. Uh, and he's going to walk away unless you have anything else to add. No. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm just gonna kind of face palm as well and be like you know at least one thing went right today we you know we we killed that betraying snitch no one saw us do it and we have a relationship with Hammerhand and it 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 went perfect it went well. Um, would you like to look through your stack of mail? Sure. Okay. <clears throat> um, as you would imagine, the houses of Brightport get bombarded all the time with. Uh, with uh, business proposals and and people trying to worm their way into the good graces of each house and, and stuff. So you see a lot of letters like that. Um, buried in the middle, though, uh, is a very formal-looking letter with a wax seal on the back that bears the emblem of the Overwatch. Oh, my. So I'll hold it up and hand it to Dagon, I guess, and just say, do you want to do the honors? Or do you want to do the honors? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to break a nail. I'm so like, like um, do you want to read this? So, he'll, he'll take it, and he just can't help but laugh at you as he's doing it. <laughs> and uh, then focus on the letter and, and open it up. Uh, inside is a letter from His Highness Kings and Carter informing you that uh, by the time you read this, he will already be journeying to Brightport. Uh, the lack of communication between him and Theramac uh, has become uh, troubling enough that he wants to investigate himself. Uh, in the letter, he says that there are uh, 
there are problems happening in the West that has forced him to expedite his plans, uh, and he needs to speak to Thermak at once, personally. Uh, so <laughs> King Carter is on his way to Brightport as we speak. <gasps> All right. That's so perfect spot to end it. <laughs> I yep. I think that's a good time to wrap things up for the night. Let everyone go get some sleep. We got started pretty damn late, so yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. Thanks, you guys. Yeah. Thank you guys for sitting down. Um, that was pretty yeah. wild. Like twist after twist. Mm-hmm. Well, I think there, there's some once we get it edited too, because I mean, poor Jason has oh, to yeah. do all the work. But there's some junk to pull out. <laughs> but I think the the meat of it is going to be good. Oh yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. I, it, the, the meat of it. <laughs> ah. I no longer have meat. There's a little bit less meat. Yeah. I'll pull the meat of it out, and uh, that'll. Now, I, they, they, this went a little smoother than the call last night, so that's yeah. something. The the oh, that one's going to be a just a bear to edit, but yeah. So I'll I'll get to work on this, and hopefully have something done before I go to work tomorrow. I'll see. I think Galford's already been spited. Oh, it's so awesome that that happened to him. <laughs> That's just perfect. Like, it's what you get when you can't keep your hands off your rod. It's good. It worries me, though. What else might happen if you keep using that thing? <laughs> well, every every time I use a daily, my dailies are pretty powerful, but every time I use a daily, that thing's going to pop off. Daily like, I don't know about the, like I want to know what happened to the naked man. We need to do like a side episode <laughs> to see what happened to him. <laughs> yeah. There's so well, many questions about that. Like, was he summoned from another place? What, 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 was he naked when that happened? Was it just coincidental? You got to do a write up on the naked man. <laughs> the naked man of Brightport. Well, and then now someone, someone random has been resurrected. It could be Katie, could be Syl, could be uh, uh, Duncan, have, could be anyone. I can have so could be, much fun. It with could that. be a nobody, I suppose. But that wouldn't be exciting. Oh, no, but then it wouldn't be like, you know, Joss Whedon fucking our minds, you know, like. Oh. If it was Duncan and then Dan had to play two characters. <laughs> uh, can have a lot of fun with that, guys. Oh my <laughs> or it could be or it could be Black Teeth and he just starts raping and pillaging again. Like <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, it could be any it could be Drock. <gasps> would he be well I guess he would come back as a human though, right? Like he would well, whatever Drock was, was. Well, I mean he was he was human before. But it could be uh, the other grimness. Oh shit! It could be. It could be. Mm-hmm. Oh, we could do so so. so it could much. be Rikus's friend that he had to kill, like in his backstory. Yeah. Well, I'll be thinking about this tomorrow night. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and don't don't worry about me trying to like expedite turning back into a dude. I totally will roll with it. I'm happy being a chick, and I'm I, gonna change my I name would... and whatever. I would like so much if you attached a voice to this. Like I would. I'm, just... I'm going to work on that too. I'm going <laughs> to. Oh, I would love you forever. Yeah. <laughs> just I'm like, thinking, oh my. I'm you thinking know, Gallic, like... G-A-L-L-Y is maybe going to be my new name. <laughs> yeah. Like that's one of the big things that will fundamentally change something about your character and the fact that it's permanent. It's like, because you, you were asking the question, oh, is this for the end of the, the encounter? It's like, it's just kind of is it just is a thing. So, yeah, dude, it there's like if you could see this list. <laughs> there's a lot of fun things on it too. It's not it's not necessarily Well, the naked man. <laughs> the naked man. Like the naked man is a perfect it's like the naked man and someone comes back from the dead like complete anarchy. That's yeah. what the rod is supposed so, to Okay, so the, he, like he rolled a 19 there. If he rolled a 19 again, the same he, thing would happen. 
So he, would he turn into a guy, though? He would change genders, so genders, yeah. Genders, yeah. yeah. Okay. A, a third gender we don't know about, in theory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just so, turned into a hermaphrodite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, there you go. There's There's your cure. Yeah, because yeah, that's the that's the reason it's numbered. I mean, the, there's a chance, there's a one in one hundred chance that the same thing could happen. I mean, there's there's some crazy shit in here. I want to I want to tell you one or two of them just to have some fun and like give you an idea. But I think you pretty much have an idea after naked man resurrect people from the dead, turn into a woman. Well, those were two fantastic ones. I mean, like I have yeah. so much to work with with the woman thing and resurrecting anyone from the dead. That was a like, there you go, Jason. There, have fun with that. And like oh, that was, the listeners that, are going to shit their pants on. Like you need crazy. after this, this episode goes live, you need to put a poll. Like who got resurrected? Like random person? Like gnome with the pies? Like you know, like <laughs> Duncan? Who got resurrected? <gasps> Like you know, the listeners will go crazy for that. So. Yeah. Yeah, Considering will. how hard it is now to resurrect, that's that's it's huge. That's, oh, yep. that's insane. I'm not even at that level yet. Still, you got one more to go. Yeah. I know. What <laughs> if it was Ironhide's toaster children? <laughs> 